there are many debates throughout human history that have as much passion, much anger, and as much resolution as the following debates. Lincoln Douglas, Red Sox Yankees, Kennedy Nixon, WWE versus WCW, Les Filling versus Taste Great. But today, special guest host Strikers Mickelinch and I will settle once and for all the great Van Halen debate. Sit down, plug in, and shred up. We decide what is the best of the best of Van Halen. Welcome back, everybody, to the Loki and Jabroni Show, except tonight it is the Lynch and Jabroni Show. My name is Chris. I'm the Jabroni. You guys have seen this guy once before, I believe. Hello. Heard him twice before. This is Strikers Mick Lynch, the man in the box. Eddie Focus, rock, rocking his own merch. That is beautiful. <laughs> Gotta love it. Thanks, guys. I can see Christy, Jeff, and Robert have already joined the stream. Thank you guys so much. Oh, man. Loki's in Boston. We're going to talk to him in about 15, 20 minutes. Usually, we go around the table and we say what's on our mind, but we're going to turn the microphone over to Lynch today and find out what's on his mind. He's got some quick hits for us, and uh, this better not suck. That's um, all i got to say. Try to make not make it suck. Well, you, I mean, you, usually you know. do, usually do a good job of not sucking. <laughs> well, 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 that's the rumor. That's what, I don't know. I'm still not over that Blair Witch thing. <laughs> that, oh, good point. Good point. So there's some stuff in the news. Mm -hmm. You two, your oh, thoughts? Oh North God. Korea. You watch the news? North, I do. North Korea. That's the fat guy. All right. So after how many years of the Kim Jong regime? Mm -hmm. Since 54? Yeah. Give or take. All of a sudden, the war is over. The DMZ is. The DMZ is gone. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be friendly with each other. I don't do buy you, it. No. Well, our, whether or not we're friendly is still... Well, well, no, no, no. Not we as in America and oh, Korea. Okay. I mean, we as in North and South. Right. There is nothing uh, that uh, regime uh, has uh, ever uh, done uh, that hasn't had a a, a second an ulterior, ulterior motive, motive yeah. behind oh. it. I mean, like, I'm, I'm expecting that the, when they would go to sign the accord, when Kim Jong yeah, does this... Somebody shanks South Korea's, him. No, South Korea's president is going to drop because he has poison on his hand. Ooh, <laughs> like the movie, the interview. He did it to his own. Uh, I know his own uh, uncle. His own yeah, uncle in the, the airport, uncle. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and, the, and you want to believe that this guy is serious about mending the fence between? Literally, the DMZ is the fence. It's like Trump's wall. Yeah. And they want to mend the, the fence, and about as effective too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it just a Tissue few paper. years ago that they were worried that? North Korea was going to bomb South Korea? Well, that or was, was it the been, other way around. Which one is Fat Boy in charge of? South North, Korea, North, right? North. North Korea. So the big okay. thing the big thing that Trump's uh, pulpit was based Pyongyang upon. Pyongyang is in North Korea, right? Pyongyang is in South. Okay. That, okay, never mind. All right, so the big thing of during Trump's campaign was to get North Korea to demilitarize. Disarm, to, basically. Right. Yeah, to disarm, get rid of the nuclear testing. 
and all of a sudden, um, oh, I know more nuclear tests. I have no more nukes. I have no more this, no more that. And I'm like, I woke up that morning when I saw the headline. Well, he's not saying he doesn't have them. But he has them, but he's not going to use them. Right. So when I woke up that morning and saw the headline, I thought it was a, I thought it was like I was watching The Onion. (laughs) I was just about to say that. I, I didn't believe it at first either. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. I'm allowed to. I'm the producer. Yeah, okay. he, he can kick whatever he wants. Kick me, bitch. Um, oh, so when you bring the camera, you can <laughs> kick it, okay? Kick it. So when I read the headline that morning, I'm like, am I in a different time zone here? Is this, am, did I wake up into a different world? You know, it's funny that I watched CBS News and they showed the two of them walking in the middle of the DMZ. They're standing on this black line. They shake each other's hands. Uh, Kim Jong Fatness has the worst painted on smile ever. The South Korean president looks like he wants to be anywhere else in the world, but standing in that one spot. And it just looked forced. It looked well, unreal. It's all staged. I mean, it, well, it, it is political. Theater. Are you saying that <clears throat> you North Korea and South Korea is akin to the World fake Wrestling Entertainment? News. Fake news. <laughs> it's huge. Huge. No, but I mean, it, it, I just don't see it. I see no good way out of this whole situation. I don't. I, I, I don't expect the morning when I'm going to wake up and be like, "Oh, North and South Korea are cool." What's the end game? Seriously, that that's the question. None no, none of us can answer it. But in the realm of that portion of the country or the world, I should say, which is round, not flat. Don't let me get, don't get me fucking started. Flat worlders. World is flat. The world is flat, Chris. The world is not flat. There's <laughs> mountains and trees and shit that go up and down like this. The world is, if anything, like a teenager's face at 13. <laughs> That's the long and the short of that. Fuck you, Nathan Thompson from the official Flat Earth motherfuckers. Um, there's, what is the what is the end game? Like, what are they hoping? They've been at war forever. They don't know how to be peaceful with each other. The problem, the the problem with North Korea is they they have been so poor for so long. They have no natural resources. They have mm-hmm. no industry. They have no income or economy. Right. I think China is the only one that even gives them stuff. And China is their biggest sympathizer. China. Right? And China has been, ever since uh, we gave them a taste of that capitalist money, it's kind of pulling away from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're still, well, they, Ch- China still drew a red line with us saying, you, you do anything, we're going to have problems. But. Well, the, but, but now yeah. that Trump's in office, for whatever reason, China's kind of drawn back and said, eh, well, you know. You, let, well, hasn't has he done business with the Chinese for 35 years? Exactly. Yeah, his ties are made there. Right. So he he has a, a he has an investment in that country, in both countries, mm-hmm. actually. So with him saying that, actually, my next point was the South Korean president actually said this morning that Trump should be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for what he's done for he's North and South Korea. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Repeat, repeat that one more time. The South Korean president mm-hmm. has come out and said that mm-hmm. Donald Trump should be nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize because of what he's done in strides between North and South Korea. Can you excuse me for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking stupid. This is why we can't have nice things. Well, it... Because Donald Trump's not, no, I'm not getting into the Trump thing. He's not going to Well, he's job. not saying this. No, 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 no. The South Korean president. He, he actually kind of laughed, to his credit. He kind of laughed about that. He didn't even take it that seriously. No, but I, his, his supporters did. Donald Trump should get a no prize from Stan Lee in Marvel Comics. That's about it. Well, I, the problem is, is it, it's like, did the world forget what North Korea has done to their people for the last mm-hmm. 60 years? Has the world forgotten what they've done no. to their people for the last 60 years? No. no normal people? No. Um... Snowflake, empathetic, 
fuckwads. Yes. You, you want an example? This tell, I this love tell, one. This tells you everything about the North Korean government. Okay. It it is illegal to bribe an official, any official, doesn't matter who they are. Right. But if you turn a person in for bribing you, they let you keep the money. That's how corrupt North Korea is. That sounds about right. That sounds like yeah, I mean, the, lo- the logic course. is the logic is nobody would dare bribe someone because they're just going to turn them in and keep the money. Right. That's the logic behind it. Because like, if you go to North Korea, there are elites, there are rich people, there are people that are never going to starve. Right. You know, and they while they tend live, to, while they live thirty miles from the starving village, right? They right. tend to bribe. Yeah, and their family tree is like this. Like yeah, right. they're all inbred. Yeah. Right. I got nothing. Well, the funny thing is, is it's, it's a stage. It's got to be a stage. Well, I here's the thing. I'm oh my god. I'm gonna. This is early. I'm playing devil's advocate. Oh Christ! I actually. I love it. Go ahead. I no, know. I so do we. But I get the, shit. The, the walking across the border stuff, shaking hands. We know that's political theater. All politicians mm-hmm. do it because you know all they really got to do is go into a room and talk and sign something. That's all they got to do. Yeah. Because uh, going back in history, the North the Korean War never ended. There was never a treaty or anything like that. It's been a ceasefire this whole time. Right, the entire time. You know, so it's a war that never really ended. We just pulled out of there. Mm-hmm. And then we, we fortified South Korea, basically. So North Korea's got a bunch of nukes, and South Korea is riddled with anti-missile weaponry that we gave them. Um, well, isn't that special? <laughs> but, and people, like, freak out when I say this. I don't actually think, uh, is it Kim Jong-un? Yes. I really don't think he's as batshit crazy as they're making him sound. I Not actually, like his father. I, was. I actually think. Well, his father and grandfather were certified. Well, they yeah. were sort of. They were. They were maniacs. Yeah. Right. But I actually think he's. And he and and Trump was an opening for him. I actually think this has all been part of a plan because uh, let's use the Middle East as an example. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of countries in the Middle East. There's very few that we haven't invaded at yeah. this point. The only countries we haven't really done anything with are Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, Israel, obviously, mm. and they all have something in common. They all have nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Like Pakistan yep. has nuclear weapons, so we never go in Pakistan, despite the fact that Pakistan is no better than Iran or Afghanistan and, and, or Tor- and the reason Tor- 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 the reason we the real reason. We don't want Iran to have nuclear weapons, is because now all of a sudden we have to give them a seat at the table. Right. Pakistan has a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. So Kim Jong Un or his whole family kind of recognizes Kim Jong Un sees this and it's like, all I need to do is have these weapons, and all of a sudden I'm on equal footing with everybody else. Right. So I don't think he ever intended to launch them at anybody, but now that he has them, he's like, okay, I, I have these weapons. Next step. I got to get the pressure off me. I got to make the peace with South Korea. That'll get pressure off me. And now I'll have China. I'll have Russia. China. China right. China, China. Russia. All these countries China. are now going to be like, see, Kim Jong-un wants to talk. We had a comment that says we went into Pakistan to get bin Laden. Well, Pakistan authorized that. Yes. I thought they didn't because the Air Force went on high alert right after when the helicopter took off. They, they authorized oh. They authorized that it. was all pre-planned. Authorized. I don't doubt it's all here's WWE. The, here, here, the world politics is WWE. Without getting yeah, exactly. without getting too scripted. far into that rabbit hole, I don't even believe the man was alive at the time. Okay, because otherwise you'd show me the body, the criminal of the century. You'd show me. No, the body. we all saw fucking Saddam Hussein hang. You can't tell me 
any member of SEAL Team 6 didn't have a fucking cell phone on him and took a few pictures of his dead body. I thought they sure did. did. I'm not sure. I'm yeah, right you, selfie so. like a motherfucker. Like, hold on. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, Finger I, up his nose. I, I understand that. Pretending to butt that fuck him just a little bit. I understand. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, if I was part of SEAL Team 6, which I was never in the military, so let's just rock on that for just a little bit. If I was in SEAL Team 6... <laughs> Yeah, I'd have him, I'd have him like with the selfie gimmick and like, what are you where, doing? Fucking Bin Laden. Where's course. Private Burns? <laughs> He's on Bin God damn it, boy! And you know what I would think? Taking care of business. You don't want. God go damn into it, that. boy! You know that's what the Colonel wanted to do. You don't want to go into that. Tent but right anyway, now. but anyway, seriously though, that, that's my point with that though. You have <clears> someone like that. Uh, Grant, we don't want to be that country, but right. the criminal of the century pulling off the crime of the century, and you're not going to show me his fucking body. Fuck you! No, oh, I, I don't get believe it. he's alive. But but here's the thing, like Pac- Do you believe he's dead? Huh? Do you believe he's dead? I think he was dead long before we found him. Okay. He was a fucking eighty year old man on dialysis. Yeah, he was six foot six uh he was guy 60. on dialysis. Yeah. In the sixties. Whatever, I know he's on dialysis. It's <laughs> hard it's hard to move that equipment from <laughs> one place to another. Right, right, right. He's not raping girls like Cosby was. Oh, oh speaking of Cosby, Uh-oh. that was another poor of my that, quick that, hit. That Bring was basically it. my career thing. Right. I actually think it's according to a plan. I think he just wants a seat at the table, and I think he's getting it. We're about to find out. All right, so do you think that the result of Cosby trial was due to due process or pressure from the women that stepped forward? And- Activism. Yes. There's, al- part there's, of the, already it, news, there's news articles saying that. Is it that part of the Me Too movement? Act- all the way around. Um, the first one was a hung jury, which, and then they retry it. You have to. Let's be honest. A hung jury isn't guilty or innocent. The double jeopardy doesn't apply when it's a hung jury, so they have to bring them back. I, I agree on all counts. They did the due process. They've interviewed some of the jurors, which immediately, like after they left the courthouse, this Harrison guy is on television. Yeah, I saw Fucking him. Good Morning America. Yep. I saw the. 30-second greatest hits highlights of that interview. And they, they re- I, I believe that they gave it real honest deliberation. But at the same time, if the first if the first one ended a hung jury, that means that the evidence wasn't overwhelming to where they could nail them. I don't right. disbelieve these women, nor do I disbelieve Bill Cosby. But due process is due process, and I have to believe in my heart that Bill Cosby is guilty. Although I loved everything he did with the exception of that CBS show we talked about before we went hot with him and uh, Felicia Rashad after the Cosby show ended. Oh, the second Cosby show. Right. Yeah. Loved everything he did with the exception of Leonard Part 6, which is the worst fucking <laughs> movie of all time. Oh, come on, I have man. to qualify that, everything. That's a now. Bill Cosby quote, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it is. He, <laughs> he will admit that movie is a piece of oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I've read that. But at the same time, I, I can't. It, my heart doesn't want to believe it, but I got to believe in the due process. I really do. I do, too. And, you know, <clears throat> for. As much as a part of Bill Cosby was of my life growing up, listened to his stand-up. My dad was a huge fan of Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby himself, from 1983, mm-hmm. was like on constant rotation on HBO. Can you walk a by a chocolate cake without singing the song? No, I can't. Exactly. <laughs> I can't. Exactly. And if you know the song, throw some thumbs up on the uh, on the gimmick feed. Let us know. So, I mean, to, to look at a guy that I actually admired as a child... Mm-hmm. To see that downfall. What's up, I mean, Beans? Thanks for joining. Woo-woo. Um, to see him fall this far. It's almost like America falls with it. it exactly. And it's it's like... Well, look at the... It kind of ties into... To me, it t- kind of ties, ties into Korea. Mm-hmm. The Korea is the best news we've heard 
in a long, long time for um, the world. Yes, it's it's very positive. To the it's, point where you don't want to believe it. Right, to the point where you, you don't want to believe Bill Cosby's a fucking molester. Yeah, and it, would oh, I'm gonna give you a pudding pop with some quaaludes, and you know, oh. you're gonna wake up with my dick in your mouth. You know that kind of thing. You and the whole time, my wife Camille <laughs> will be taking the pictures. <laughs> now, my son is dead. But anyway, please give me money for a roofie. <laughs> But I mean, it, thank you, Matt. For talk about kicking a great. man when he's down. Give us chocolate cake. <laughs> it's almost like the world wants to believe the Korea thing is an actual thing. It's a real. It's the truth. And it's, the other thing is the lie. Right. And the other thing is the lie because well, you don't know what to believe anymore because the media has been shit. I, f- say what you want about Trump. I, I'm not going to get into this debate right now. This is not the forum. I don't want to. Well, we got another debate going on about, about we do 20 minutes. I know, I know, I know. And I've watched a lot of episodes where you guys talk about Trump. And, I, and you know, I, I see in good and, and I see bad. I see good and I see bad. And the, one of the good things he says, and I will agree till the day I die, is fake news. Because the fucking media has nothing else better to do than if there isn't news, they they'll make it up. It. They will create it. They will make it the truth. Oh, I. Because, all right. So there's a car accident on a 395. A uh, criminal investigation unit shows up. Mm-hmm. NBC 30's there. Oh, somebody may be dead. All right, maybe. But not, but not really. really. And nobody might be in jeopardy at, at all. Exactly. <laughs> let, let, let the facts unfold this, until you this is, this is my beef with the media, and this just happened very recently. One of my mom's friends shared an article, and I kind of said something about it. So in California, they, they got no. Okay, California, they got primaries going. Obviously, like mm-hmm. most people. Okay, so there, this headline pops up, and basically, it says white supremacists running for Senate seat for the GOP. That's the headline. Okay, I'm like, well, this is fucked up. So I click on it. There are eleven GOP people running for that Senate seat. It's a primary. Mm-hmm. So my problem is, and I said this to her because she was just like, "Oh my god, this is this is Trump's America," and I'm like, "This," I was like, "This guy has no chance of winning the primary." You remember our friend Vermin Supreme? Yeah, yeah, same, <laughs> yeah. same. Yeah, what? Same, well, Vermin same. ran on his own ticket. So I know, big but up to it, him, there are guys but... you can look at, or girls. Let's be honest, there are people, men or women, that you can look at and go. They don't have a fucking chance. Right. And the guy that I last said that about won the whole fucking thing. You're, so, you're going to have a bunch of guys going to be like, less regulation, less taxes. And then this guy's going to come up and be like, white ethno state. Okay. Everybody, here's the thing. Everybody has that guy in the party that drinks too much or do t- too much fucking coke and embarrasses himself. Sorry. This is a white supremacist God, running on a ticket. Yeah, right? That was that was the you last know, time I watched Hockey you know with Lynch. Everybody has that drunk <laughs> uncle. You're like, oh my God, why do we bring him anywhere? Sorry. Yeah, I, I, how many times do I have to apologize? I'm bunny fell down the fucking stairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, bunny fell down the stairs. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> my shoe. All the buddies walking down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> But here, here's the thing: is, is the story Bump. is that story is that story wrong? No, no. Is it fake news? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're you're trying to normalize this fringe to try to tie it to something bigger, and it's just not the fucking case. Agreed. It's not the fucking case. So that's what here's the thing: people think when he says fake news, he's referring to them lying or making shit up. No, it's just stuff that's not news. Mm-hmm. It's not important, right? Okay, like 
nobody gives a fuck about this Richard Spencer guy, but the fucking media plaster him all over the place. Nobody cares about David fucking Hogg either. See, you got about me David started. Hogg. I didn't. I, you know, I, I gotta tell I you, didn't even go there. In case you missed it, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, we gave designations. If your penis has hair around it, it is David Hogg. If it's shaved, it's Emma Gonzalez. I'm not even gonna go there. You don't have to. Are <laughs> you, oh, you're afraid to pick Dave, them because they can't. <laughs> David or Emma? Quick. I'm not saying a damn thing. Fuck. You're, you're afraid to pick on them because they're kids? Well, they're six months away from voting age. So yeah. You can I'll, pick on them. In yeah. six months, I'll fucking pick on them. All right. Well, I'm going to break this down now. six months. Put, put it, right, I'll put it on paper. Lillian cannot. <laughs> oh, wrong, wrong, wrong list. Wrong list. Lillian cannot walk down the steps. <laughs> cannot use the phone ever again. <laughs> my thing with them right, is. Six months. My thing with them is if they can go to jail for murder as an Lynch adult. Lynch comes back. I can criticize them as adults. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're gonna demand respect from me, and that's another that respect, thing. That's that another thing that I'm catching shit for all over the place. Is I say there's nothing that a 17 year old, and we were all 17, and we thought we knew every fucking thing that there was. There's nothing a 17 year old can tell me at 46, or him at 46, or you at 39 and a half, 40, whatever the gimmick Schnabitz is. There's nothing a 17 year old can tell you that you don't already know, haven't researched, or can outright prove that they're full of shit. Right. That's not even my issue with him. My issue is that he, you can say something you want. And if I think you're right, I'll say, hey, good job. But you're not but right. Not. Yeah. And okay, don't sit there and want to be taken seriously and not be able to take the but criticism they've got, that's thrown at you. they've got a nation of 18-year-olds right now, and now it bleeds into the 20-year-olds and bleeds into the 30-year-olds. Fuck, I've got 60-somethings coming after me because I think... That gun control isn't a problem. If anybody missed my little live video, and I'll share it on the Loki Jabroni Show page so you can see it, I brought out the top ten killers in the United States. Guess which wasn't one of them? Fucking gun violence. But when you break down the gun violence numbers, they're not as big as you seem to think. And yes, I understand as the father of a child, and you as the stepfather kind of of a child, and Mike with his two kids, and you with your chickens, but we're not going to talk about the chickens right now. <laughs> yeah, don't bring up the chickens. Don't bring up the chickens. You know, so, so I, parenting worry, gone wrong. I worry about so, so gun great. violence in schools. I do. But you know what else I don't believe? That making it harder for the law-abiding citizen to buy a gun is the fucking answer. It's already hard enough for an average American like me, even in Connecticut or anywhere else, to buy a firearm. Now, why is it so easy for little Johnny Dumbfuck, who goes and shoots up a school to buy a weapon? Because he doesn't care about your laws. He goes out, finds a black market guy selling guns out of the back of his truck, who also does dental surgery in a van down the street, (laughs) and he gets his fucking gun. Do you honestly think... Well, we should outlaw this, and we should outlaw this. Hello, Stacy. Thanks for chiming in. Um, do you honestly think that more gun control is going to solve this? Uh, the gentleman in Georgia, l- large African-American gentleman, stood in front of his state legislature and says, you come to get my gun, you're going to have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands. But what do you think the Crips and the Bloods are going to do when you go to their house asking for their guns? They're going to shoot. Yep. Why? Because criminals don't care about their fucking laws. They, they won't ask for their guns. They have nothing to lose at that. How did Prohibition work out? Not so good. Exactly. All the criminals just kept making the whiskey, making the moonshine. And we have NASCAR because of it. That brings brings to the forefront of the marijuana debate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a a member of several different Montville community forums because I live in the town, blah, blah, blah. Are you involved in the fight club? (laughs) No. (laughs) That was You don't talk about fight clubs. The first rule is we don't discuss fight clubs. And we don't film it with our phones. Yeah, right? Don't film it with your phone. Don't go to Mr. Fish's class. It it reminds me of an old In Living Color sketch where they were training L.A. cops. And they said, step one, 
Look for a guy with a camera. <laughs> Step two. Avoid uh, the guy with the camera. How many more quick hits you got? Finish your point. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, my point in the marijuana debate is uh, I'm, member, I'm a member of several Montfield forums, and certain people on there seem to think that, you know, all de- decriminalization of marijuana is the worst thing in the world to happen. No. It's a gateway drug. All right. Yeah, gateway to Doritos. All right. So then explain how I went right to ecstasy and coke. <laughs> exactly. So house music. Here's my point. That sounds, it sounds so much better that way. Yeah, you, have you to, can you go have to be dope at 21 years shit. old. You can go to any liquor store mm-hmm. and buy a case of beer, mm-hmm. a 750 of JD yeah. Crown Royal, whatever. Hey, these drink Crown your, Royal, a lot of this. Drink your fucking self into a never advocate drinking. Yeah. I said the same thing. You know, look at all the people that have drunk themselves to death. Jimi Hendrix, Bon Scott, uh, John Bonham. Are we? Well, you don't we, even we, need to be 18 or 21. Grab some paint and huff it. I mean, there's pretty how, much. How many? Whippets. How many marijuana overdoses have you ever heard of in your life? None. Exactly. Not Mike, one. Mike Pack stout on the couch one time. Well, that's, that's not an he OD. Woke up. <laughs> but he woke up at well, the see, end that, of the day. He woke up. That's the thing with marijuana. You're going to pass out before you can possibly overdose. But you know what? That's the good. You don't. I'll say this. I'm not a marijuana user on the regular. Every now and again, once in a blue moon, Mike's doing his, you know, business in the garage. Scotty beam me up. I'll take a puff here, puff there, you know, what have you. I've probably puffed marijuana in the last six years three times. Yeah, I can count No big, No big deal, good. right? There's no hangover. There's no ill effect. I don't feel groggy. I don't feel stupid. I don't feel like going to shoot a school bus load of kids. I don't even want to whoop my own kids. It's and, just, and, it's, it's, you know, it, it's akin to like a massage. You go to get a massage. What's that first noise you make? Uh, you smoke that doobie <laughs> after you're yeah. done coughing. You get that feeling. You're like this. Uh, that awkward moment when you think you've heard their O faces. Marijuana's not oh, the problem. Oh. oh, we haven't even hit the O face yet. But thank you for that. I know yours is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me hit the, oh, wait, we got the great debate coming up. You got another quick hit for us? Then we got um, to get in touch with Loki out there. I had my weird time. day. I'll, I'll well, just say. You texted me about this. Just do the weird day, man. Dude, Dude I, I, had, the weird day. I had a couple things happen today. It's just a weird day. I told you, I'm not going to bring it up live on the You're air, but I told tragedy. you about my somber day, yes, part of the day. Yes, yes, yes. Which is, I, in my heart. I'm, I think I know the guy. I saw some gimmicks on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, I think I know him. So, you know, he's in my heart. God bless my, him. He's in my heart and in my head. Please, um, you know, raise your glass wherever raise you are. My, Cumbie spring water. There you go. Raise your glass wherever you are to uh, Lynch's friend, and uh, I'll drink to that. Um, Continue with your weird day, sir. So, I were out running errands for Megan today, and like a good doobie, I am the house husband since I'm unemployed. <laughs> I mentioned that how, how, I don't know how many weeks ago when I was painting this, and you called me in the first episode. I'm like, my friend got fired for bullshit. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Now you know. So I went to Target, Michaels. And where else did I go? Oh, I'll just do the, the Michaels thing. Okay, you're at Michaels. I'm in line. As a man, that should hurt your feelings. Well, you know, my wife's crafty. Fuck I you, I like it. Michaels. She is. She's very good. So I'm in Michaels. There's a line of at least seven people. I I bought ribbon for Megan. I couldn't find the other ribbon for her. So I hand the, I grab the old ribbon UPC and the stock number, hand it to the cashier. She's like, oh, step aside. And, um manager will come out and take care of you. Okay, fine. So the manager comes out 10 minutes later. Meanwhile, there's nine people in line. Oh, lovely. Right. So <clears throat> the manager walks me over, says, oh, it's right here. You didn't see it? I'm like, well, if I saw it, 
I would have grabbed it. I would have grabbed it. Thank you for your help. Mm-hmm. So now I proceed to go back in line mm-hmm. to be the 10th person in line. <laughs> wait another 15 minutes. This is a 45-minute process to buy four fucking rolls of ribbon for two reads that my wife is making. One for us, one for a friend. Okay. <clears throat> so who do I have to check me out as the manager to help me? The same jackass that ridiculed you. She pretends you. she didn't even have any interaction with me at all. Oh, God. Did you find everything okay today? I just fucking talked to you. I just talked to you. I asked you for help. I didn't say it in my head. I'm like, what the fuck? You gotta love that shit. I get it. I worked retail. I worked retail for a lot of years. You interact with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You may or may not remember every you may or may, not, may or may not remember every interaction, but I just talked to you. It was like 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago over here. Well, you Just said you weird. were in line 15 minutes, add that five on, 20 minutes. Yeah, 20, uh, you know, you got to remember, how old was the manager, give or take? I'd say in her mid-40s, mid-50s. Oh, okay. Then she should have remembered, because if it was a 20-something, their attention span is about three minutes long. And <laughs> well, to them, yeah. it's like, uh, what was that, uh, 51st Dates, where they go to the mental hospital? Oh, like, uh, Hi, I'm Tom. 10-second Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> hey, I'm Tom. <laughs> my other real quick weird thing, quick. at Target yes. in Waterford, mm-hmm. I went to pr- pick up a prescription, because they're my new pharmacy. And that guy rocks, by the way. I don't, if Whatever he, your name is. Good job. He, he's awesome. I walk in. He, he has a prescription in his hand. As soon as I walk up to the counter. I need the cocaine now. Now. The cocaine Right now. And, oh, um, oh, oh, the van behind the target. Yes. Right. Yes. Not the, by the river. The pedo van behind the target. That's the one that says free candy. <laughs> free candy and kisses. Um, yeah, I don't mess with that guy anymore. <laughs> he gave me some shit. I lost my shit. I'm like running down the street naked. That's why I'm like, fuck that <laughs> just lost it. There Lynch. we go. Lynch, stop. It, I didn't do that. It's yeah, the, I went it's like this. This is why we only have you here once a year. This is oh why the, Destructo the I went Wonder like this. Dog. I know. Don't yeah, do that. I think you hit the power. Destructo the Wonder Dog used to do this, <laughs> and now Destructo is Hands gone. Up. We Hands get Destructo up. Wonderland. Just, I, I've been warned, <laughs> and I don't do it anymore. Don't beat the table. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in Target getting my prescription. You're in Target. There's an <laughs> older lady in front of me. Myself and then this well, other lady. Why she got to be older? Because she was. Okay. I so. just don't want you to be insensitive <laughs> to the fucking. You know what I mean. Ageism is I'm dirty. Not, I'm not ageist. Not being ageist. We're old as fuck anyway. So, so if you she, have to deny that you're not ageist. You're probably ageist. Before probably. You, before you finish your story, how many people are grandparents are still alive? Mine aren't, but are mine your aren't. Still alive? Nope. Your grandparents still alive? Do you have some older relatives uh, in their sixties? Quickly, because I have to say this, because I had a conversation. Maybe a step-grandmother, I had she a got com- Alzheimer's really bad. She, have a conversation with her one time. Seriously. I had a man. conversation with a 60-something the other day who was still using the term oriental. <laughs> uh, you, it's I, not I, that uncommon, dude. No, this is like I, I went to visit a client the other day, and uh, I asked, you know, hey, I'm going to this place. The GPS, for some reason, is picking up. Oh, just go right down the street there. And you turn here, a little, I want to say Jewish old lady, but she's just an old lady that I was dealing with. And she goes, and when you walk in, the Oriental receptionist, she doesn't speak English real well. So speak real slow. I'm like, did, in my mind, did you just say Oriental? What in the actual fuck? Thank you. Yeah. I you know what? Devil's advocate. Oh, Christ. No, actually, I have a counter. <laughs> I, I actually don't understand why saying Oriental is that offensive. Ask the titty-sensitive society we because, live in. Because, because to me, That's the to say Asian, like most people would say Asian, to say Asian 
is a little bit more insensitive because Asian also includes people from India. Yes. Well, part of Russia. Yes. You know, so that you're just doing a blanket term. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why they called that particular section of the world, Hong Kong, Korea, the China, Orient. The, the Orient. Yeah. Think about that. Educate yourselves, dickheads. I mean, Not you, our listeners, but if you know any dickheads, share the fucking video. I know and several. Matter fact, matter of fact, an Indian comedian, I think it's Russell Poole. No, Russell. You might be right. Something Russell. Is he that, Oriental? No, he's okay, Indian, he's actually. Well, he's Indian. And he actually, Asian. Oh, so he's Asian. He's Asian. Okay, he's, he's, he's from India. and uh, Well, he's from Indian descent. He's, I don't know. I think he's born in America. <laughs> we've gone off the rails. Yeah, we've gone off the rails. But he honk, says honk. The, the way to determine if you're racist is your placement of the word fuck. <laughs> So if you walk, you have my attention. Yes, if you walk Spring into piece. if you walk into a room and you say, "Look at all these Asians, fuck," you're not racist. If you walk into a room and say, "Look at all these, these fucking, fucking Asians. Asians," all right, all right, you're probably racist. There you go. Yeah, fantastic. Sorry about your. I'll weird give you day. that one. What time is it? Because it is seven oh two. I oh seven oh three. I have. I think we might have beat the national anthem, so we're gonna dial up this phone. We're gonna do it. Call him up. We're going to call Loki. We're going to see... Where you get our normal co-host, yes. who's probably having a lot more fun than I <clears throat> He's probably drunk as fuck. He took that bus ride. I've taken that bus ride. I know what oh, that bus ride is all about. the whole way up. Exactly. Because he can't, he can't order, like, cups of beer. Where do you, where do you leave out of? Uh, Norwich. Oh, Jesus. On a bus. A bus full of drunk people. That's why I liked it Loki last year. Loki takes the morning train. <laughs> How are you tonight, Loki? I'm at Sal's Pizza. You're at Sal's Pizza? Why aren't you in the ballpark, bro? Pre-gaming. Pre-gaming. Because I'm eating Sal's Pizza. Oh, I'm getting ready to call you from the ballpark. All right. Awesome. All right. I'll tell you what. I- I'll tell you what, brother. We'll take a couple more quick hits before we get into our debate. We'll let you call us from the ballpark and tell us how awesome it is. You know you know, I got to have my sauce, bro. Of you course. Know I got to have my It was well, you. We had an idiot bus driver. We had an idiot bus driver. Didn't even know. We, we had promises made. We actually made it to Boston at 5.30, and then what? we ran around Boston on a bus for an hour. We literally just got dropped off the bus like 15 minutes ago. I'm not that, even joking. That makes, the south. that makes the bus driver from last year less ignorant. Exactly. Exactly. It really does. Fuck. I'll give All you a right. call back in 15 minutes, bro. I love you. 15 minutes. Love you back. We'll talk to you soon. See you, Mike. Yep. All right. So no Loki for now. Yeah, I know. You don't interrupt Sal's. No, Sal's is... Uh, I've never eaten there. You have it's to. It's awesome. Um, yeah, it is Angel, really good. When Angie and I went up to see Hailstorm at House of Blues, which was... You know what it was. What was it before? On Lansdowne Street. Do you remember uh, the name of the club? Uh, they left. It was the Avalon. Avalon, yes. Oh, dude. I used to go clubbing there. There you the go. Time. Yeah. I was actually um, there for one... Uh, the last week they were open. Before House of Blues took uh, over? Yeah. I went to see Paul Van Dyke there in one of his last shows in Boston. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That was I, a great night. We, when we were going up to see Hailstorm, <clears throat> Mike was the one to say, where are you going to eat? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Boston's got a lot of good... You gotta go to Sal's. Like, I know where it is. I just never eat there. Oh, you gotta go to Sal's. Went to Sal's. Fan-fucking-tastic. He's right. The rest of the world... Wrong. I'm going to have to go because uh, Boston's not necessarily known for their pizza. Oh, but so. Sal's, it'll knock you on your ass. You could <clears> put the pizza. Better than pizza? Yes. Put the pizza on top of your head. Your tongue will beat the shit out of your face to get to <laughs> it. I'm not just eating carbs, but I'll make an exception. On this one, yes. So, before Mike calls back, let's pay some bills. Don't forget our April fundraiser is Chad Hatfield and Team World Vision. It is tagged to the top of our page. 
This is not only our April fundraiser. We will keep talking about this until November because Chad Hatfield and Team World Vision is raising money to bring clean water to countries that do not have access to clean water. And as an added bonus, in November, Chad will be running the New York City Marathon as a part of Team World Vision. It is a fantastic nice. organization. Please, a dollar, five dollars, fifty bucks, whatever you can afford, throw some money Chad's way. You want an awesome Loki and Jabroni Show t-shirt, bumper sticker, baby onesie, coffee mug? Cafepress.com forward slash Loki and Jabroni. I noticed you don't have one on, but then... I, no, I poop. Uh, that's just as good, but yes. not as good. Poop. I'll let it go this time. Everybody should have one. Go to Cafepress.com forward slash Loki and Jabroni. Get yourself some cool swag. I want hats. We're working on that. We're working on a lot of things, but let's make it happen. Well, if There's no hats on there? I haven't seen hats on there. Because if if so, I would have had one already, <coughs> worn it every day. I can only wear the Loki and Jabroni Show shirt once a week because you know laundry and shit. What are you doing? Are you that, looking? Are you looking into it right now? There will be hats in a couple of days. Nice, and possibly, possibly, we're gonna get some CNJ Speed Review gear out there. We're gonna talk about that nice. toward the end of the show. www.lokinjabroni.com is the actual website. You can shop our great affiliates, Amazon, Sounds, Fandango, WWE. All you got to do is go through our website. It will recognize you when you go to the main site. You can do all the fantastic shopping you want. You want to donate to the show? www.patreon.com forward slash Jabroni. Weekly, monthly, yearly, however you want to do it. Eddie's come up with some fantastic new rewards for the patrons. Every donation over $50 a month will get an Amazon gift card. Nice. You so. can't beat that. Lynch, do you love football? I do. Do your fantasy teams get keep getting their ass kicked over and over again? Sometimes. All right. Well, a lot of us know the game, but few of us know the stats. That's why the Loki and Jabroni Show is a proud affiliate of Pro Football Focus. Take the tedious process of digging and compiling the numbers for all your favorite NFL players out of your game and let the experts at Pro Football Focus handle everything with great features like player guides, fantasy rankings, stats, projections, quarterback annuals, the NFL draft guide, and we just got through with the draft, and I'm quite happy with Atlanta, by the way, plus in-depth news and analysis. To join this incredible wealth of information, go to www.lokinjamoney.com forward slash football and click any of the links on the page so they know that we sent you. Right now, our listeners can choose $5 off Pro Football Focus Edge membership to give you a little boost or... You can pick $20 off an elite membership and dominate the competition. www.lokinjabroni.com forward slash football. Join Pro Football Focus today. <coughs> now that the bills are paid. Oh, real quick, though. Yes. I don't think we mentioned it. Uh, you can actually run your fantasy game off of Pro Football Focus. No really? Kidding. They have the... No matter what platform, uh, if you're yeah, doing Yahoo Fantasy Football or all that gimmick. Well, it's its own thing, but if you just want oh, wow. you just want to run your game off of... Great, just another fantasy league I need to run. (laughs) Well, we've talked about it, and I think we're going to do it. I I only associate us with the best, let's put it that way. That's it. Yahoo Yahoo Football has always been my go-to. You've been in my leagues uh, for years, and then I quit. Um, We're going to start up this August, the Loki and Jabroni Show League on Yahoo. Awesome. I'm just grandfathering you in because you were part of the old uh, Mac and Cheese League. You were also part of uh, the other leagues I've done. I had a lot of fun with the, the Yahoo leagues. Amazing. The so there's going to be a Loki division. There's going to be a Jabroni division. Nice. Loki will join. I'll join. We set the tone. And then everybody who joins after that, you'll find out what division you're in. 12 teams. We're just going to go full bore. 
We're gonna have a champion. The champion will be featured on our show. And if it's oh, one of yeah. us, then fuck it. We're just gonna reign supreme and brag like a motherfucker. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Bragging rights, bitch. Bragging rights is everything. While we wait for Loki, do you have any more quick hits? I got before a couple. We... Oh, you got one? I got a couple. I got nothing I on my mind some... except the great debate, so God, I'm gonna bow out. I I um I got something cool, something sad. Um, something sad, uh, I had a, um, wearing super clothes, but I had a friend in the scene who lost her fight with heroin. Oh, that sucks. Um, she moved out to California to stay clean. She was doing really, really good. Her last couple posts on Facebook are very cryptic, mm. and she's gone. Um, really sad. Bless her. Sorry to hear that, man. Um, yeah, you know, just, you know what? Uh, choose not to touch fucking smack, man. That's all I can say. Just... You know, uh, you know me. I'm I'm one of those legalize everything. It shouldn't be a criminal problem. But you've always to, been a very choose not to fucking do it. Yeah, you know it. It's not going to go anywhere good. You know, I've you I've know? had friends that lost their children. Yeah, people I went to high school with who had twenty, twenty two year old children. Mm-hmm. To them, they're the children. To me, they were you know grown adults. But again, I'm considered the, one of the kids in my family. It, so it's, a, right. it's a decision. Right. <laughs> like you've always said, it is a decision, but it's a deadly decision. And opioids right now are a bigger killer than gun violence. Yeah, I, I should put are you listening? Never, opioids are a bigger killer than gun violence. Never confuse my desire to end the drug war with an endorsement of anything. Right. You know, but the police, the court system, they are not equipped to fix this problem. No. That's why it should be a health problem. It should not be a criminal problem. Um, we need to get it out of their fucking hands. Yeah, they're giving cops Narcan and shit. I that is not what they should be doing. They should treat it like alcohol and anything else like that because addiction is is a health problem. It's not. It, it's a health. Problem. It's a mental like, problem. Here's the thing. I, I'm one of those people. Oh, like, don't, I don't necessarily agreed. buy that addiction is a disease. I think it's a symptom, and I think there's underlying problems. And I, and I think if we start treating like obesity, I think it's a symptom. I don't think it's a disease. Ban McDonald's. And we exactly <laughs> ban the spoon. You know watch what? my I, watch my video from yesterday. You, know you were on there. It's funny. Like I'm one of my libertarian groups. I actually just posted that the the McDonald's Playland is, is proof that capitalism loves us mm-hmm. because the five year old is fucking nuts and she can run top speed into a wall <laughs> and not hurt herself. Mm-hmm. So I'm supposed to be mad at McDonald's for providing a playground when the government provides playgrounds with fucking syringes lying in the ground. Fuck you. Well, you but know anyway, why? You know I, why? They, you know why they I took agree. the play place out of Norwich. They found heroin needles in the ball pit. You know of what? Course. Though? They had an open. They had an open exactly. playground. The one in Putnam is completely. Closed. Oh, it's enclosed inside. Completely the, closed, much like it's, Lisbon. It's yeah. it's heavily padded and <clears throat> meshed. Mm-hmm. Kids can run up and down top speed. She loves it. You know. But Craig, so I used and to work at when it gets really hot. It's a perfect place to take your kid. When I was when I was in college, and I never went to college, just to, so everybody knows. Just like you were never in the army. Exactly, I was never in the army. Um. <laughs> you never had a podcast we, either. Uh, I never had a podcast Dude, either. Uh, Stacy and Christy say sorry for your loss, Eddie. Um, yeah, it's faithful listeners. Unfortunately, this has become a regular thing. I've, mm-hmm. I've people I've known in the scene have passed away. Matter of fact, someone posted a picture recently because of this. It was kind of haunting. Um, there was a DJ I knew a few years ago, James Miller Jr. He was like probably the only local guy I worshipped because he was like so good. Mm-hmm. He was like really in tune with this music, and he had a drug problem. That at one point um, kind of messed up his brain. He spent like a year rehabilitating his brain. He got back and he decided he wanted to get back into the scene. And he played one gig in New York and then went back and overdosed dead. Oh, Jesus Christ. Someone posted a picture with both him and uh, Katie's her name. Katie. Mm-hmm. 
she's there like hugging him and they're posing or whatever. Such a haunting picture, and I'm just like, God damn. It's like so when they're here's the thing when you're like when you know these people, like I said, it wasn't somebody I hung out with all the time. Yeah. But you go places like you you go to a lot of concerts, you start knowing you're seeing people, you know. And so go in the rave scene, same thing. You start knowing a lot of people and stuff like that. Right. It sucks, but um, yeah. So you know what? Heroin's bad news. Um, you know, I've done drugs and I had a good time, and I'll never say I didn't. <laughs> but I always knew what my limits were. I've pushed him a few times, but I always knew what my limits were. And I like even like I'll say it, I fucking, fucking love cocaine, but I always knew when to walk away from it. Right. I was never one of those people. It's like I, I, if I did a bunch of cocaine, I'd be like, God, I need to stop. <laughs> I'm like, I can't catch my breath. I'm having palpitations at age 24. My fucking going to explode. I'm talking to the wall, and Richard Pryor is answering. I, I need to stop. Where's the beer? It's like right. that. Uh, but, old Rob Williams. Anyway, yeah, something Lying sad. Through. Seriously. Which one? Wake up in, in, on the hood of your car with the car keys up your ass? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kids, don't do drugs. Kids, right. if you're recovering from drugs, if you feel down, call somebody, reach mm. out. Um, you know, there's always, There is help. There's help. Yeah. There's help, and, and it's by people who actually care. Right. You, did you ever read The Heroin Diaries by Nikki Six? I did. Fantastic book. Do you yep. remember the note his manager left him in his mailbox? Not specifically, You're but You're spending $3,500 a day on heroin. $3,500 a day times 30 is $147,000 a month. In a year, you will either be broke or dead. Or you'll be dead. Yep. And that was it. No yep. signature, no nothing. Yep. That was the note. And, of course, what happened on Christmas of 86? He OD'd and nearly died because you don't learn. And it took that overdose to help people learn. Some people learn from an overdose. Some people die from it. Let's get away from it. Loki's actually watching from Boston right now. Loki. So before Loki calls in, do you want to start the great debate? And then well, we'll, I have we'll... one upside. That was my down. Oh, I'm sorry. I you have did one, have an upside. I my have bad. One, one upside just so we can uh, level this off. Let's end I on just a high saw, note. I just saw A Quiet Place, the movie. Ooh. Oh, my God. But, what the hell? I didn't, we... I didn't do anything. All right. I didn't bang the table. Somebody's got to go to work because we... Stay with us. What happened? It's right next to Lynch's foot. Oh, mother... Well, stop kicking it and we won't wait, have wait, this wait, problem. Wait, wait, wait. Let's do this. Okay, do what you got to do. This is why we rarely have uh, anybody other than Mike kick the thing. There yeah. we go. Anyway, right. well, I, just, I just saw a quiet note. place while I just saw a quiet place while everyone else was seeing Infinity War, which I still haven't seen yet. Yeah, quiet awesome. Place. I'm sorry. Perfect film. A quiet, a quiet place? place was amazing. Perfect thriller horror, whatever you want to call it. Perfect film. Um, Without giving too much away, what's the premise? Basically, um, they don't come out and say it. There's very little spoken dialogue. They don't come out and say it, but they, in newspaper clip means apparently these asteroids hit Mexico and these aliens have basically. Um, alien creatures. I'm not gonna say they're like intelligent. They're alien creatures that basically have come to the Earth. They can't see. All they can do is hear because they like, basically they have a series of like hearing okay things in their head, and you have to be absolutely quiet or else they they hear where you are and they just come and get you. But oh, I've seen the ad for that. Yes. And the daughter yeah, is they, deaf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Deaf. And she's really deaf. She, yeah. Oh, yeah. The actress is very is really deaf and oh. um, kind of typecast, if you ask me. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> Are you really going to start a Hollywood rant talking about this fantastic movie you saw? It is a fantastic movie, but um, uh, yeah, basically they it, they they leave sand trails everywhere. They never wear shoes. They don't do anything. But the 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 
MacGuffin in the movie is that McLovin, um, the MacGuffin, okay, is that the the wife is pregnant, and women don't typically give birth silently. No, babies usually don't stay quiet. So that's a huge MacGuffin. This whole movie, you're wondering, great, oh, great God, movie, what, what's going to happen? Um, starring and directed by uh, John Grusinski mm-hmm. from the Office. From the Office, okay, and he's also the new Jack Ryan. Uh, Ooh, fucking fantastic film! I can't say enough about this this movie. But if you if you haven't seen it, you really should. They're already talking about a sequel too. Really? How, they, how are they? How are they going to do that money? They can make has, sequels out of anything I, you know. Dude, this that man. movie has made money hand over fucking fist, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit I didn't pay to see it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I watched it on Terrarium TV on my Cody box. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like it when we talk about illegal downloading bullshit. I don't pirate things. No, no, you don't. But. You get all your music from. I just don't want to lose my Amazon affiliate account, bro. <laughs> I I stream Amazon all the time. Hey, um, look, I have a Fire Stick. That's Amazon. They created this. So let's. When they I didn't s- create Cody or no. Covenant or anything else or Covenant or Terrarium yeah. or right. Pluto. But um, no, it was a great movie. I mean, uh, I, kudos to John it's Krasinski. So, it's so and his real life wife Emily Blunt was in it. Yep. Um, they she's have, pretty good. They have fantastic she's chemistry, awesome. obviously, because they're they're husband and wife. Of course. Um, even the kids. I usually hate movies with little kids in them. Mm-hmm. I find them annoying. Oh, the girl the kid, was amazing. The girl was amazing. The son, the, the the scared son, was amazing. Um, yeah, it's just it right from the beginning of the. It's a short movie too. It's like ninety minutes. It's okay. not a long movie, but it's perfect. It's yeah. executed perfectly. I'm gonna uh, when we do our next when we do our next movie thing for like 2018. Mm-hmm. If that movie's not in my top five, I'm doing something wrong. Okay. Yeah. So another one of you. Uh, hey, wait, real quick. Um, Akasha Batwa Miller says, "Chris Lynch, you rock." Liwanika. <laughs> What's See, going on, I, man? It took me two years to say Akasha Batwa. I can even say Loakanaki in the middle, but I can say Miller like a motherfucker. Watch this, Miller Light. Mm-hmm. And that's Miller Dark right there. So you've never, neither of you have seen Avengers yet. No, right? not yet. Oh yeah. my god, dude. You uh, have to. Wait, I did see I'm a kid. See I did the, see a kid in town with a homemade T-shirt that said Thanos did nothing wrong. So I'm wondering what the story is with that. All right. So don't say a word. No, 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 no. no there's no spoilers here. I'm not going to spoil it for either. Okay, of you. okay, okay. If either of you have followed the comic series, I have followed Infinity Wars. I heard they took a turn though. They did. The they took a slight turn. Nothing wrong with a slight turn. No, I, no, they keep it original. I okay, guess. good. Like Civil long, War is totally because you know a, the comic it's freaks a, it's like a, me. When it's a kick in the balls. It's okay. what the story was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's the way the story was told originally, and okay. based on the original Infinity Wars uh, book from ninety two, ninety one, ninety two, yeah, and its sequel. Civil War was supposed to be a kick in the balls too, but I thought it kind of fell. It short fell flat. Oh, it really did. So. Civil War was they were introducing new characters. You have yeah. Black Panther, you had Spider Man, you had all these other characters that are trying to try to cram together. The way they handled Infinity Wars with all these established characters was perfect. Mm. They give you a little bit of each character, and they didn't. It didn't feel forced. It's doing. It's a two hour and forty minute movie, but it goes I, by I already, like this. I already heard about Hugh Jackman though. What about Hugh Jackman? Oh come on, he kills Thanos in the end. Yeah, I know. I'm fucking with you. Da, 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 oh, by the da, way, da, Batman dies. Spoiler Jones. <laughs> Did you ever hear my Star Wars story? No. Motherfuckers. I, I was listening to an old episode recently. It reminded me of it. Um, 
Star Wars comes out, the, the Force Awakens, and everybody's l- losing their shit. I waited a week. I didn't want to be asshole to elbow with mm-hmm. every Star Wars geek. I'm not a huge Star Wars geek, but I love Star Wars. So I went. He's a tad bit communist. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit. I'm a little chai, let's be honest. Clearly chai. Clearly chai. And usually I go to the bathroom before the film. You purge, you go because it's a long fucking movie. And we're in the seats and we watch the whole movie. I got my gallon of Coke for forty four ninety five. <laughs> By the end of the film, I'm like, dun, 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 here come the lyrics. Uh, not the lyrics, the fucking credits. I'm like, I got to go to the, the pisser scroll. now. I got to go to the pisser now. I ran out of the theater. I might have left Angela in the dust. I go to the pisser. I pick my stall. I open the door. I close the door because I don't like pissing next to fucking big burly guys who just saw Fifty Shades. And <laughs> You might like that. I, I close the door. I unleash the beast. I... I you get that uh moment, and I look up, and on the tile, at eye level, it says, Han Solo dies. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> I am so glad I didn't piss beforehand, because I'd have sat angry through that whole fucking film. Because what? some jackass decided to ruin the movie for whomever used that particular stall. Well, and that's the thing with Infinity War, is that people are going to die. Mm-hmm. It's, it's supposed that's, that's in what the happens story. in the story. It's in the, it's in the original uh, storyline. And people are freaking the fuck out. Oh, my God, I can't believe blah, blah, blah happened or this mm-hmm. happened or that happened. It's the story. Yes. It will correct itself in the end. And here's the thing, too. Like, these people, a lot of these people can't go on forever. Right. Scar Joe isn't always going to look like that. No. <laughs> Have you seen, uh, well, what's Robert Downey Rose Jr. McGowan. isn't going to be Iron Man forever. Have no. you seen Rose McGowan Not lately? Not part of the comics he wasn't. She Iron looks Man horrendous. Forever. No. I mean, Robert Downey Jr., he's at least, what, 55, 56 years yeah. old? Give or take, yeah. Give or take a few years? He's at least 10 years older than we are. shape for his age, though. He's looks in awesome shape, in it, but he's led a really rough life. For and someone who swam in a pool full of cocaine, this <laughs> exactly. guy fucking amazing. For someone who lived the dream, I mean... Yeah, L-I-V-I-M, baby. Let's start the great debate. When Loki calls, I'll ask him for number one on all his lists since he can't be here. The great debate. And I'm going to share this. I find this. Van Halen offensive, so I'm leaving. You can do what you guys do. Here it comes. I'm sending it out to people. Wait, here we go. The Great Debate. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. The Great Debate starts now. Now. All right. So we have seven categories that we came up with together. And I want to start right at the top, man. The original. David Lee Roth. This is the Great Van Halen Debate. I'll have you start this one. The top five David Lee Roth songs from his era. And you got to remember, guys, much like Sammy Hagar, he had two separate eras. There was 78 to 85 and then returning to the band. Right. So just let you know, none of the new album is on my list because fuck that album. Neither and that's all I got to say. Neither is mine. Um, right. So this is in no particular order either. I didn't, oh, I'm going five to one, but... I didn't do it that you way. Do what you gotta do. These are just... Songs during the DLH era mm-hmm. that stick out to me. Okay, they resonate. They make they make an impact. Um, Cradle will rock. Nice. It's on my list. Awesome. Fantastic. Running with the devil. It's on my list. Jump. Not on my list. Okay, so I got a he, problem with jump. So here, I bring up jump, and I knew this was going to be a topic of debate. Uh, I figured you would. The keyboard era. Hate it. I hate it, but I do have a keyboard era song on my list. I do too, because that's when the band took a turn after Roth left. It got way too keyboardy. But they evolved as a band. 
Agreed. Can't, and that, you cannot and, deny and that. And that will come up. Um, so I did Cradle of Rock, okay. Running with the Devil, Jump, Jump, Hot for Teacher. Oh, fantastic. Almost, it was just outside my top five. Seriously. When I thought of these songs, Hot for Teacher was like right on the tip. And I was like, uh, I can't put just it past this tip. one. Just the tip. See how it feels. <laughs> it was right outside because I knew, you know, it, it's an awesome song, but... Again, it might be one of the greatest overplayed songs in history, and I couldn't necessarily add it to my list because of that. All right, so the reason I added it is that's the first song I ever heard off of 1984. Okay, <clears throat> makes sense. Um, I'm all about the keyboards, by the mm. way. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, <clears throat> just a, it's it's an anthem to my to our era, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it, you're, you're speaking of jump, jump. Yep. And Hot for Teacher. Okay. Those two songs, off in 1984, probably the two best tracks off that album. There's some other good, there's really, that whole album, start to finish, both yeah. sides, okay. is a great album. 1984 was probably one of the seminal albums of And it was career. their huge, And when huge we go to the breakout. albums, I'm going to let you know ahead of time, not on my list. Oh, and there's a reason. You're killing me. When you hear my choices, Dude, there's you're a reason. killing when me. When you hear the choices, there's a reason. The great debate. Here we go. Uh, here we go. All right. Did you get, all th- get through all five? And my last one is Panama. Fantastic. On my list. And again, another cut from 1984. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that whole album, uh, speaking of albums, yep. I, don't, I don't know if I told you, but my wife bought me a, uh album uh, record player for Christmas. Nice. Vinyl is the shit. Dude, Vinyl I, is the absolute I, shit. I, oh. I got some horrible news. Shore is not making the needles anymore. Really? No, Audio Ooh. Technica and Crosley and a couple other yeah. when off-brands. I, when, I, when I was still spinning vinyl, the Shore white label was my cartridge of choice. They're nice. Shore's, Shore's getting out of that needle market. That sucks. Because well, it's such a small market now. Yeah. It, they're, it, they're having trouble getting the parts to manufacture. Yeah, if you're a hardcore vinyl person here in 2018, yeah, it's it's very tough. So my, I, I got a really nice turntable. I got an Audio Technica ST120. It's a really nice model. I used to have two Techniques 1200s. Oh. I, I kick my ass for something. <laughs> so my dad, when he was a DJ back in the 70s, 80s, had mm-hmm. a Pioneer direct drive turntable with a solid marble base that was about this thick. Mm-hmm. White marble with it the little. A ton. Oh, my God. I and No vibration, though. My You're mother easy. threw it away. Oh, along with all the woman maimed film at 11. I changed my mind. Get my gun. Right. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So this is going to shock you. I got from five to one. I'm going five to one. The first two are from 1984, the keyboard era, which I hate, but I picked the best two tracks off that album because they seriously are two of my favorite Van Halen DLR era. Uh, The first one is I'll wait. There's something about that, is a that great, song. That is a good tune. I, when you I hear that say. beginning, you know you're in for the shit, and then the bass comes in. Dunk, 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 and everything works. <clears throat> keyboard, keyboard, and then here comes Ed in the middle of the song with that solo. It makes sense. The story's great. Fantastic. Number four, I have Panama. You can't beat that song. Nope. That is just, you hear that song on the radio, it, the, wind, the windows go down, the radio goes up. Panama is seminal. I always thought Panama and Hot for Teacher was almost like a throwback sound to that old rock and roll kind of like the seventies era yeah, type like gimmick. The, the yeah, Beach like the Boys early seventies, mm-hmm. like Thin Lizzy yeah. kind of. So like, yeah, fantastic call. Classic yeah. kind of lyrics, a little more modern rock and roll sound, but yep. it was like it was it was feel good shit. Uh, number three is uh, not a single, maybe a lost classic. Uh, mean Streets, good song. There's just something about Mean Streets. 
And in the middle when he says, somebody shout fair warning, you know, right? It, it just it just told a great story. Number two, and the cradle will rock. One of my favorites, whether it's listening to it in the car or a karaoke bit. Fantastic song. Number one, you, you got to go with the original and the best, Running With The Devil. That, great. that was Roth at his finest. Yep. And it's it's sad to say, much like Guns N' Roses, when your finest is the first record, it's kind of hard to top. So for me... That should be a debate we have. I still think Use Your Illusion 2 is the best one. Uh, Use Your Illusion 1 was 10 times better than 2, but that could be I a like debate. I like 2. I like 2. I don't know. That would be a great debate. Hey, another good, another good debate. Coming back, coming back for the GNR, great GNR debate. Absolutely. We'll do, we'll With do Buckethead that. or no Buckethead. In six months, when he comes back <laughs> and motherfucks David Hogg and Emma Gonzalez, we will talk about <laughs> Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Um, now we move on. Uh, David Lee Roth moves on in 1985. He's replaced by Sammy Hagar. The first album is 5150. Not a favorite of mine. But as they move on, they get progressively heavier, harder, more um, mature. We've talked about that before on the show, and you and I personally. Uh, what are The your lyrics t- especially got more mature. Yes. The songwriting got better with Hagar. I've always said that. Absolutely. Well, David Lee Roth was the ultimate showman. Mm-hmm. No, entertainment-wise, entertainment bang for buck, you get more more bang for your buck with David Lee Roth. Lyrics? Lyrically? Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar. Musically? The How Sammy many H- hits did he write for other people? Yeah. Uh, I read the Including book. Including himself. me the book. Yeah. I gave you the book. Red. Red. It was awesome fantastic. Book. Go out and get it on Amazon right now. LokinJabani.com forward slash Amazon. Get yourself a copy and, and of how Red. Many front, Please. How many frontmen join a band when they're already huge? An established superstar. You know? It's tough. It does I mean, because they already have a reputation preceding them, and it's a big band. It's like it's Steve Vai joining Whitesnake. They were already huge, and here comes Steve Vai and made them that much better. A better musician, yes. better guitarist, yes. But the, the reputation was already there, exactly. so it, it just propelled them further. So to, here comes Sammy Hagar into Van Halen. This precedes Steve Vai by five years. You know, Sammy comes into Van Halen. He's already established. He has hit songs. He has hit albums. He's done worldwide tours. Now he's un- technically another face in the crowd. He's in the band Van Halen, right? And they skyrocket. So from there, you got your five Sammy tunes. My five Sammy tunes. I have to go back a page here. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. There you mm-hmm. go. <clears throat> you do, you're doing your homework. I am. All right. Finish what you started. Ooh, not on my list. Just outside the top five. Seriously. Love that. I love that song. It's just. It's simple. It's not. It, it's not your atypical Ooh. Van Halen song. Yeah, right, right, right. It wasn't a rocker, but you still. I, you, you still. Anytime again, you hear it, you when you're in the down, car, radio up. You're just kind of. I don't um, have a problem with pop music, but that song is too poppy for a rock band. But me. for Van Halen, it worked because Ed. No, we go back to Eddie Van Halen. The it worked. Genius. The God Amongst Men, and I've got a picture of the God Amongst Men, Dimebag Daryl, right over right here. Right over here, to my right. St. Dimebag. Um, Eddie Van Halen, you could put a ukulele in his hand, he's going to make it rock. He's going to make it sound really, really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Good call by you. Just outside my top five, by the way. Best of both worlds. Ooh. 5150. Nice. I know it's not your favorite. It, was, a, it was the only real rocker on that album, other than Inside. Inside's a great song. Yes. Inside is a great Almost song. Almost made my list. Um, right now. I stayed away from right now for a lot of reasons, which I won't get into. But I, I can understand. Well, actually explain to people why it's on your top five. Uh, I think with that entire album, uh, with the Hagar era, is mm-hmm. probably my favorite album from the H- Hagar era. For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Yep. 
Fuck. We, we will hear about that album one more time. Fuck. I know. I remember being on Prodigy. Remember the infancy of the internet? Yes, Prodigy, I went, AOL. I used to do album CompuServe. reviews. I used to do album reviews. And I realized it was too many characters to type out for unlawful Connor knowledge. This is how ignorant I was at fucking 18 years old. <laughs> and um, album review, Van Halen, F-U-C. What the hell? And what I the realized, hell, boy? I, I realized they did us a solid. Like, OU812. You know, they once again, they're using their genius. And I don't know how much it was Ed, Sam. That was the Sam Could be era. marketing. Could be anybody. Could be. Eddie Van Halen was on MTV saying, yeah, we decided to name the album Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you didn't catch on? Yeah. I, I didn't always watch it. but Oh, look, uh, Lee comes in with his top five Sammy era songs. I'll let you finish yours, then I'll read his. Why, why can't this be love? Again, not a t- uh, I always go, you know me, I always go on the outside of the fringe. You're outside looking in. I, I get it. I And <clears throat> I think 5150, besides for an awful, awful carnal knowledge, is probably battling for the top number one for I the, may disagree, but for the we'll Hagar into, era. We'll get into that later on. We, we can disagree all day long. That's fine. That's the great debate. That's what we're it's here why for. We're, it's what we're here for. I, I always felt like this song was trying to capture some of that journey crowd. Mm, a little bit. Uh, Journey Bon Jovi, it, it, what was popular, what was hip. It was uh, That was what, 1985, 86? Which one? Uh, 86 was 5150. Yeah, 5150. Because so around this time, like Journey was having problems. Steve and you got Perry, Steve Perry you know, on a solo. They were all breaking, kind of, not pseudo-breaking up, whatever. And so it, I always felt like, it sounds like they're trying to grab some of that audience because... People are hungry for that kind of But song. you go with the alternative, which at the time was Bruce Hornsby in the range yeah. and fucking oh, men wow. at work. Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> I mean, my come man on. Just, my man just brought the, the first time in 150 <laughs> some episodes, we have a Bruce Hornsby in the range reference. Just Fantastic. the way it is. <laughs> some things will never, never change. Fuck. All right. Last, last one on the list. Yep. Same album, Dreams. Nice. Our, I love that song. I do too. I mean, I, I, just, I just love it. I'll, I'll tell you right now. We did not repeat any answers on on this list. On Dave, I, we had a couple. On this and one, I, and I, I, I embrace that because this is what we're here for. Exactly. To do. Let's. Exactly. Real quick, I'm going to read uh, Lee Miller's. He said uh, his top five Sammy era. Finish what you started. Man on a Mission. Great song. It is a Very great underrated. song. That was really kind of fringing on the in the Absolutely. top five. Absolutely. Uh, he's got Dreams. There, there we go. Run Around. And, oh, and, another and great 50, song. Now, two great songs. Exactly. So I'm going to go into mine, and uh, we already mentioned one. It's my number five is Runaround. There's something about that song, the guitars, the thump of the bass, the lyrics, the fun. It was uh, probably, whole, for me, the first fun song since the DLR era. That whole album is just... Uh, Far and Lawful Carnology is amazing. That's another one I'm, I've been looking for on vinyl that, that I can't That album kind of di- uh, defined the whole MTV generation at the time. Oh, without question. Like, the, like uh, was it Right Now was on that album, right? Right Now yes. was on that album. That, Down that, Peak was that, on that, that album. That song wasn't um, just a hit. It started a whole kind mm-hmm. of movement. I've got I've got two from yeah. that album on my list. Well, that's when MTV actually played music videos. Oh, yeah. Right. You remember that those days, right? Right. They played music? They didn't just play... They didn't play the real Jersey world Shore and fucking and Jersey shit? Shore and, you know... Fuck. I always wonder how the hell they do music video awards when they don't play music videos. <laughs> like, well, all the MVAs are just look, pipping they, the next big movie, pipping the next you, big you TV show. Some, you know some executives just like, let's look for YouTube clips. <laughs> right? They put out a music video. Let's nominate it. Fuck to, it. To we didn't fair, play it. Devil's Advocate, MTV... Playing music videos on TV right now is not... No, financially lucrative anyway. no, uh, you do it on YouTube, you're going right. to make money. 
Right. All right. Number four, not enough. Ooh. Uh, piano, 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 and then Ed comes in for the solo with that guitar. It's a beautiful song. It's a heartbreak. It's tragedy, but it's love. It's this. I'll go with that. It encompasses a lot of the things that that Sammy Hagar era really defined for me. I'll go with that. That's a great um, tune. Number three is Spanked. Oh, Duh. all you bad, bad out of boys! Left field. That's right. Call her up on the Spank line. One nine hundred Spank. What a great song. Number two, don't tell me what love can do. Still love it. Another one fringing on the outside of the top right. five. It, it was it was a single, but it didn't do awesome. But that that guitar, the, the subject matter. Didn't that open the album? Yes, it opened the Balance album. Yeah. That was the first thing you heard when you yeah. whether that it was cassette, enti- CD. Thun, 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 that thun, entire thun, 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 intro thun, thun, is probably thun, one of the thun, best. Thun, thun, thun. Oh yeah, currently still on my rotation over and over again. When I worked for Great Scott years, this is going back years, years, mm-hmm. years ago. Which album is that? That's on uh, Balance. Balance. That we used to use that album as a reference for the bass. Oh, fantastic! Because it was such an aggressive um, bass line and kick drum, unbelievable. Before I get to number one, um, how underrated and how underappreciated is Michael Anthony as not only a bass player but as a background singer? He's incredible. Have you ever seen Chicken Foot in concert? Yes. Oh my God! I think I went with you. As yep. a matter of fact, Chicken Foot at Moogie Sun. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. I, I forgot we did that. Ah, uh-huh, see? See? Bring it back, bring it back the old floodgates of memories here. E-E-A, beautiful. Uh, Mike Smee says, what's Chicken Fucker doing on the show? Uh, I invited him. Which one's Chicken Fucker? Me yeah, or I think Graham? it would be you. Or Eddie. Well, we don't talk Depends about... Depends on how the chicken's dressed. Exactly. <laughs> little lipstick. And, uh, number one, long nails. Number one, for a lot of reasons, I always tell people, it's one of my favorite... It's my all-time favorite Van Halen song, but for the sake of this debate, it is not... Number one, when we get further, um, humans being from the Twister soundtrack. There, it, it's a slow build, and then it kicks your ass, then it goes back down, then it's a slow build, then it kicks your ass again. Uh, fantastic. I was never a fan of that one. It, it, you don't have to be. That's why it's a debate. It's the great Van Halen. Well, that Twister man. soundtrack itself is standalone. Is a really good soundtrack. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good tunes on that on that album. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's just something when I hear that song. It's over. It, that's it's going to be ear splitting volumes of. Well, yeah, it's oh, yeah, the end credits. It's also in the middle of the movie too. Yeah. All right. Now we're just going to move a little forward. I'm going to bre- I'm going to break the list out because dipshit to my right. <laughs> we talked about the great Van Halen debate. We we came up with our things, and over here he has to remind me that Gary Sharon was once a part of the band. Fuck, 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 fuck. Wah, wah, wah. So, because Lynch decided that we have to pick our favorite five, there were only 12, guys, so this was tough. Our five favorite Gary Sharon Van Halen tunes. Listen, I, I have to tell you, I told you on the phone or by text message, I haven't listened to that album more in its entirety since 1998. I own it, and I think I've played it twice. You owe me 65 minutes of my life back. Well, First of I, all, but you brought beer, so it's all good. Well, I keep I, forgetting he was a singer for Van Halen for uh, a hot minute. It's for like 30 to, seconds. Yeah. And, they credit him for two years, but that tour ended after a year, and they didn't do shit I, after that. I will say Gary Sherwin with uh, Extreme was probably one of the best vocalists ever. He was an amazing vocalist. Megas, that, that whole band is amazing. Noodle Betancourt, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Sherwin. Pat Badger. One Pat of the best Badger, one of the best underrated. bass players in the world. And Paul Geary. Yep. Um, you know who Paul Geary discovered, by the way? I don't know. Godsmack. 
Are you You're serious? welcome, world. Really? Paul Geary, the drummer from Extreme. Thank you for Sully. Thank you. Gave us Godsmack. So let's hear your top five Gary Sharon Van Halen tunes. Oh, this was tough, man. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, it's fucking hurt. <laughs> I almost had, tore the I could hair actually, out of my ass. I could actually only come up with four. You're I was fucking killing me. I threw a, <laughs> I threw the fifth one. In I there did throw as fifth. an honorable mention, but it kind of wasn't because you said top five. I know. I tried to Fuck. without you. Yes, on my list. Yeah, I thought it was a good tune. I mean, vocally, he, he's solid. Um, that was probably the best of the best. I think that album. that this is in order. Yeah. Oh, it's in way. order. This okay. is in order now. One to five. One to five. Okay. Uh, fire in the hole. That's on my list. Okay. Once. Not on my list. Very good. Year to the day. On my list. And I was kind of teetering on this. Oh, shit. I can't read my handwriting. Oh, shit. That's an Ed song. He sang that shit. I'm looking at your list. I'm cheating right now. How many say I? That was Eddie Van Halen sang that song. It sounded like he was drunk when he sang it, too. But it's a good tune. But it's not a Gary tune. It's an Ed tune. He sang it. Doesn't matter. Oh, fuck. It's Sharon era, dude. How are we going to... Eddie sings? Is he... Is he Barely. Doing... Yeah. It was, it was terrible. Look it up. Well, this is after he lost three quarters of, of his tongue. Before, just before that. I thought this was after his surgery. Uh, Van know. Halen 3 album, right? Yes. Yes. It just lists, uh, well, he did a guitar solo for Primary. Yep, Primary, and it was Neverworld. Uh, yep. That was this instrumental. So, the, yeah, the pickings were real slim, guys. It's tough. I mean, oh, that, that era. Fuck. It was I, It was painful. It was oh, yeah, painful. My, Michael Anthony was barely in this album. Too. Right. Now, when I bought the album, the first thing you hear is Neverworld, which is, you know, par for the course, nice instrumental. Then Without You comes in and kicks your ass, and you're like, all right, this is going to work. And then what happens? The rest of the album plays. <laughs> right it's like uh, Bruce Pritchard, former guest, likes to say, you know, you see a guy in wrestling, and he's big, and he's buff, and he looks the part, and then the bell has to ring. Bing. So here are my... I don't even, I don't even, we're just going to call them five. I can't even call them top five. But I'm going to go five to one. Your five picks. Right. My five picks from the Gary Sharon era. Uh, Dirty Water Dog. It's a good tune. Was, it was good. I could see that being more of an extreme song. How many say I? Yes. That was the song That, that was the song sang. Eddie sang. It's the very last one. Called yep. him out on it, but it's oh, a Gary Sharon era gimmick, and that's the rules. And he played by the rules. I did play by the rules. Doesn't matter for once. if I think it's bullshit or not. But that's okay. You're bullshit. I am bullshit. Number four, Fire in the Hole. Uh, decent song. Uh, Gary really put it out there. When you hear him singing Fire in the Hole, you thought he meant it. But again, I always thought when he joined Van Halen, he was a low-rent Sammy Hagar. Even though he's amazing as a vocalist, I found him as, you know, low-rent Sammy. And I, I think that's why he didn't fit with the band. Well... Uh, among other reasons why there are a lot of reasons why he didn't fit with the band uh number three ballad of the bullet Ooh, yeah i went deep on this one yeah you did uh number two a year to the day very underrated tune i think that could have worked with dave or sammy on vocals unfortunately i happen to have gary sharon and number one was obviously without you yep just um Again, let's forget Gary Sharon ever played in <laughs> Ever, ever existed. All right, so I'm going to lead this one off. This is the top five Eddie Van Halen solos because Oof. he is the god of guitar. And I I told you before, I had an honorable mention. Beat it. Incredible. He, I mean... Uh, are you playing How Many Say I right now? He's listening to How Many Say I. He is. All right, well, we're doing our bit. Uh, top five Eddie Van Halen solos. Number five, Pound Cake. Really tore it up. 
you got to love that solo. Number four, And the Cradle Will Rock. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. And he just broke that solo out. And, oh, that whole, Christ, that whole era, uh, Women and Children First, uh, Fair Warning, some of his best guitar work ever. Ever. Number three, I'll Wait. I told you we'd hear about that one again. That was a great solo. Number two, Humans Being. Again, that slow build until he kicks your ass with the solo. And number one, if anybody doesn't have this at number one, you're wrong, is Eruption. You cannot take any list of Eddie Van Halen solos and not put Eruption at number one. I, I win. You do. Until, that's, that's a... until he reads his list. Well, I'm going to have to say that four out of your five are on my list. Nice. I can't wait to hear The only which... one was the pound cake? Uh, pound cake. I thought so. But again, a great song. And a fantastic solo. And the stuff he does with a freaking power drill. At the very beginning? At the very beginning. And which was, was a Paul Gilbert gimmick from Mr. Really? Big. Wow. See the shit you learn here on the local. I know. Show. Featuring Chris Lynch. And Chris Burns. Nah. The Chris and Chris. The Chris Squared Show. Yeah, it's a Chris Squared Show. Featuring uh, Eruption. Focus. Beat It. Um, yep. y- y- those are seminal Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen mm-hmm. solos. I mean, anybody who gets in, into guitar. See, I thought I was throwing a curveball with Beat It. Did not know it was going to be on your list. It's it's a great song. Um, I thought I was throwing a curveball. Here I am getting schooled by the fucking master over here. How can you not listen to Beat It and not know that's Eddie Van Halen playing? You know how many people I've told here in 2018? I, I don't think he was on the liner notes. He, he wasn't. He was, he was a mystery guest. Uncredited fact, and in, didn't get paid. In fact, the band was pissed off because Beat It knocked him out of the top spot. Yep. And the whole band was all pissed off about it. And Eddie was just like... Eddie could have retired on that money. He didn't yeah. think the song was going anywhere. Well, uh, he, we, he he did it without their approval. Exactly. Like, he didn't say, hey, I'm going to play guitar on Michael Jackson's song. We, we did the... Uh, well, well, Michael Jackson approached him and said, hey, I really like your, your guitar playing. Would you like to play a solo on my album? That's how it all went Exactly. Down. So... Oh, look. Oh, see? Already. By the uh, way... Lee's that, coming in with his top five finishers. By, oh. by the way, that song, uh, I listened to a little bit of How Many Say I, that song would be good if Eddie didn't sing it on it. If it was an instrumental... Do you think it would have been Sammy, Dave, Gary, Sharon, anybody else but Ed? No, I think if it was a straight, Just a straight instrumental, instrumental song, mm, be it would be a great song. Because awesome. the piano was fucking phenomenal. The instruments sound great and everything. Yes. But the minute he starts singing, he sounds like how that. How many, how many say I? He yeah. sounds like that, that aunt that I've smokes been and drinks too much. It's Thank like, you. Like, hey, sweetie, hey, sweetie. Come on, John Ethel. And I think Eddie's a, a smoker. Come over, give Aunt Bunny a kiss, baby. Eddie Van Halen's a smoker, isn't he? He was. That's he why was. he lost his tongue. So I think that's, he sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, you know? it was so, whis- whiskey and uh, whiskey and whiskey and no, cigarette tinge. No. That was vocal. Eddie Dolan, Eddie, just stick with what you know, <laughs> yeah. right? Do this, not this. <laughs> yeah, you're rich. You don't need to sing. All right, all right. So we did beat it, pound cake, eruption, dreams, yep. dreams. Great solo. Sorry, I forgot about uh, that. I Fantastic. love. He he really really shredded it there. Yep. Um, I call for pound cake. We disqualified. Oh, wait, sorry. What? Oh, come on. Horse shit. Horse shit. Come on. Horse shit. Oh, wow. A, Thank you, Lynch. That was a sing, single, they, single they led off with, and I was just like, I'm not impressed. How could you? Oh, never mind. I'm not going to get into this I conversation with you. I just like pound cake. It's something about, I don't know, it just wasn't catchy enough. Oh, my, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh my it just wasn't. All right. So we're going to give you, Lee chimed in with his top five solos, Eruption, Beat It, Credo Will Rock, I'll Wait, Pound Cake. Looks like. 
almost pretty similar to ours. Yeah, Yeah. uh, both our lists. Uh, Mark Mullane says, did anyone see the show at the sub base in the Thunder and Lightning Lightning, circa 95? Awesome show. I did. Yes, I did. Who was the opener, Mark, for extra bonus points? Bonus credit. Uh, Here, let me write this down. I'm just going to put the initials right here. I'm writing the whole name down. And you are, uh uh-oh, are we right? Yes. Okay, yep, I thought so. Beautiful. Mark, when you come in with the answer, you will win an official Loken Jabroni bumper sticker once I order it, have it made, and come to you. (laughs) But you need to tell me who the opener was. Lee, you're not involved, but he was at that show, too. It was it was fantastic. So nobody's got any loves for the incredible LL Cool J tracks that Eddie Van Halen did? Vince Neil, good job, Mark. You're getting a free local awesome. bumper sticker. As soon as I order it, get it to the house and get your address. You have, <laughs> and you need to put it on your car, man. Share the love. Now, we can go one of two ways, Lynch. We can go best albums from the era, or we can go to why Sam is better than Dave or why Dave is better than Sam. I all right, so I went. I go both ways. No, I know um, you do. That's I went both ways. I like it. Which one do you, which which? So oh. my my albums. Oh, let's go with the albums. Then. All, all right, right, my top five albums. Top five, any era, by the way. Any era doesn't matter which Except one. Van Halen three, because we all agree that album sucked a bag of dicks, a, a huge bag of dicks. Yes. All right, so here are my top top five, no particular order. Okay. Fifty one fifty. Again. I know it's not your bag with the, the keyboards. Really? I, I think that was their that was their big break after nineteen eighty four. It it made them more mainstream, it made them more It was very commercially successful and you, you can't not hear those songs. <laughs> well any time everywhere. Any song on that album, if you hear it on the radio, you can think back, oh, first time I heard it. You remember the, the weather outside, you remember who you were with, what you were doing. What you were doing, where you, you were. were doing, whatever. See, and I equate that to the Metallica Black Album. Same. There's many people as Bash that album. Poi- I think. The first Poison record, same thing. Oh, absolutely. Non-fans of the band will recognize those songs. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. And, oh, yeah. and that's exactly what Metallica did with the Black Album. They right. got non-fans into the fold. I, I'm not a Metallica fan. I know that whole album. Have you heard their new one? Hardwired to self-destruct. Yes, love it. On you know what you want to know. Uh, I did a video review fuck on Lars. my personal page. You know, you say fuck Lars now, and I, I say it often too. But you know, I who used the to star a lot. That, you know who that star of that, sh- of that album was? Lars fucking Ulrich. Those drums were amazing. It, I, I'm not taking a, his town away. No, but he. I've always, I, I've always a debate for another day. <laughs> I've always found to be found him to be a passable drummer. But hardwired to self-destruct. I think it's his best performance. Oh, without question. Because that brings my my point is that Lars, as a drummer, not the best. Mm-mm. There are many, many living or dead. He's a better businessman than he is a drummer. He's yes. a mu- much better businessman. Drummer, he's mediocre at best. This album, whether he, it's through editing or that he actually sat back for six months and practiced his ass off, those I fills, think is his best. Those fills on now that we're now that we're dead. Oh, unbelievable. Amazing. Well, he was practicing uh, all the albums. Go to a... Well, yeah, from, you know, <laughs> Garage Days to... He was, he, was, he was just on it. Oh, No, it, it's... You know what, though? When, here, not to get so far into the Metallica thing, but when you get to a certain level... Well, too, take it take it for about 90 seconds. Go. When you get to a certain level, I'm too, next. where Metallica's kind of... I mean, they're so popular, but they've had their peak. So when you get to a certain point, you can start experimenting with your craft. So he's probably at that level where it's like, you know, oh, fuck, exactly. it, fuck it. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And, and, I and give if them, they like it, whatever, I got fuck you money. 
So <laughs> a lot of fuck a lot you of money. fuck you money. A lot of fuck you money. He was a he was so, a, on the circuit to be a pro tennis player before he became a drummer. Right. I mean, so he comes from a successful family. Yeah. So it's not no, like he doesn't. That's what, that's what I'm saying. He's always had the business mind. Otherwise, oh, Metallica, yeah. Metallica wouldn't be around. Let's keep it real. I mean, there's mu- you know? many, many, many. But I think he went overboard when he was like attacking the Napsters thing and all that. I think he kind of went overboard with that. And I get it from a business standpoint where where you're. Uh, it uh, didn't uh, hurt them. No, it made it even better for them. You know, I, I actually I remember a debate because I was I was always a huge Public Enemy fan. And I remember a debate with Chuck D and Lars Ulrich, mm-hmm. and Chuck D was like, and he kept saying to him like, Lars, people are going to still buy those albums if they like your stuff, and it's like this is new radio, this is the future. So if they download you know? one track off your new album right. and they love it, they're going to go out and spend the fifteen bucks on the album in the record right. store, Target, wherever right. the fuck they get their the, music from. During the whole Naps thing, nobody cried poverty. I'm no. sorry. You know, no, well, look at music now. Right. iTunes. Now nobody buys albums. Nobody buys CDs. I do. I'll buy really good stuff, but I don't, but a lot of it's garbage now. Well, that's, that's the problem. The, like the mainstream music now oh, is so garbage. It's terrible. Like I don't like yeah, they. I, I thought they did. Mama said, "Knock you out," and I thought it was kind of trendy. But I don't understand Five Finger Death Punch's appeal. I don't either. You know, I mean, they have a couple catchy tunes, but that's just that they're catchy tunes. They're pop. They're pop yeah. metal. Well, right now, like, I'm at the I'm at the stage where I'm 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 probably I'm about to just buy vinyl again for stuff that is really really good. You well, know, that, because it's now collectors. Well, and. As I mentioned earlier, my wife bought me a record player for Christmas, and I've spent the last six months building up my vinyl collection, and I found a lot of decent places for cheap to get probably, really good records. Uh, a couple episodes back, we probably had a good well, I hate good. to interrupt you. I, I really do, but we got Loki calling in. Oh, he's calling in. Oh, hey, All right. Mike. Hello, Loki. What's up, brother? What's going on, kid? Nothing, nothing. Just freaking finally getting through this debacle of a goddamn baseball field. Well, you know, I've always, I've often said it. Fenway Park is a beautiful field. It's very historic, but getting into it is uh, trying to get into your prom date when she's chased. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's absolutely true. One hundred percent. Tonight they're giving away um, Bandel Calrissian bobblehead. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, so we, which is not actually awesome because a lot of people don't know this. I'm a, I'm an avid. You know, uh, Lando Calrissian. Yes, you are. Yes. So that's 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 my boy. That's yeah. my boy. He's the original owner of the Millennium Falcon before uh, you know our man Solo fucking took it out from underneath his feet. And we're going to be able to find that to story on Solo. Which, by the way, if you guys want to see that new movie Solo, you got to go on to our locationgroning dot com website and go ahead and hit that affiliate link. Going on to the movie site, which is Fandango, and go ahead and pre-order those tickets right now because um, I will do that. Look at you paying the bills from Boston. I love it. You know, you know, I am. I'm always doing that on the field and still paying the fucking bills. Absolutely. Listen, what's the the topic today, John? The Great Van Halen debate. Oh, did you guys really break out the Van Halen debate when I'm not there? Yes, um, but we we there's a caveat. We're going to ask you. We're going to ask you each of the categories. There's a lot of action going on right now. Listen, dude, you have no idea. I'm like in my seat. I really wish I could go live because I have like five people behind me who are like listening to this conversation. You guys are being rude right now. Yeah, really. Lynch is trying to uh, attack yeah. my butt in a very one bad of, manner. One of them deserves yeah, it. it. One of, one of them kind of deserves it though. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the seven categories, and I want your number one on each of them. 
you're gonna you might you might be the deciding factor in the Great Van Halen debate. Okay. All okay. Right. Num your number one, oh, David. Go ahead. No, I'm good. I'm listening. How is everybody else around me, dude? Well, tell They're me. They're being rude. I told you. They are rude. Fucking Boston, I'm telling you. Number one. <laughs> number one. Jesus Christ. I'm listening. Number I'm one. Listening. I'm listening. Number one, you. David Lee Roth Van Halen song. So number one, David Lee Roth Van Halen song got to be Pretty Woman. Oh, Pretty Woman. Nice. Not yeah, on. Not I on. just uh, from out of nowhere when he hits that whole you know, and then like the whole ending. Oh no, there yes. you go. You just feel him. You feel Absolutely. Him. He brings you back in. I gotta go with Pretty Woman. Great call. Number one, Sammy era Van Halen song. Oh, <laughs> did you just say Sammy? Sammy. S A double M Y. Sammy oh, Hagar. Sammy. I thought you said Fanny, like Fanny Pack era. No, 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 no. Honestly, say Fanny Pack. No, sir. Right, so, Sammy, oh, man, I'm like, I'm kind of torn because I, I love that whole, um, uh, the, the love, uh, love, love, love comes around, love, love comes around. Love comes walking in. Love comes walking in. I love that whole, because he talks about the whole alien thing. Yes. Back in the 80s, I was like totally torn. It was I love I love Love Lost Come Walking In, but I also Sammy, fuck. It's gotta be Love Comes Walking In. Yes. It's gotta be Love Comes Walking In, man. It's gotta be. That's that's gotta be my jam. That's my jam. All right. I gotta go with that. Your favorite Eddie Van Halen solo. Oh Jesus, hot for teacher. Hot for teacher, okay. I'm writing it down now. Uh, your favorite Gary Sharon tune. Hmm. Yeah, I know it's tough. <laughs> it's like pulling uh, toenails through your asshole. It, it's just not it easy. It really is. Was that, that that wasn't you, was it? Nope. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> you already knew this. Can I can I go pass on this one? Yes, we're gonna write it down in big letters. Pass. All right. I got it. I got it. All right. Your favorite, your favorite Van Halen album, any era, doesn't matter. Fifty-one uh, fifty. All right. I'll buy it. Uh, give me a reason that Sammy is better than Dave. He's got bigger balls. Okay, bigger balls. Want to write that down? And give me a reason why Dave is better than Sammy. He's got smaller balls, so he can hit the high notes. All right, smaller balls, <laughs> high notes. We haven't gotten to those two categories yet, but uh, we we're will. Almost, uh, we're almost there, man. We'll bring you in on that one. Uh, how is the game started? What's going on down there? No, oh, the game started definitely, man. Oh yeah. What's, any yeah, third inning, still still scoreless. Nice. I got I got Boston Finance over here taking care of us. Not really. I thought we were, I thought I thought we were gonna have like at least a run by now. Who are they, off of these guys. Who are they playing, Kansas Mike? City, man. It's kinda of, kinda of like Kansas City, that's what I'm saying. It's like playing nice. a bunch of fucking retards. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta remember that three years ago these guys were the champs of the world and they're right back to the bottom of the barrel. 
I know. No, that's what I'm saying. It really is. It's like playing a bunch of fucking retards right now. Like, we really should be up like 3 nothing. It's like playing I'm the Marlins. Pretty, I'm asking. Oh. I'm pretty, yeah, you're right. You're right. We might as well be playing Marlins. The Cleveland I'm Browns are baseball. Right? I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> uh, how's the man in the box doing tonight? Man in the box is doing good. He's going to relieve himself right now. He he just he I was basically say, let, let me let me ask the man in the box what his favorite All right. Van Halen album was. Okay, Mike wants to know what your favorite Van Halen album was. Oh, it's tough because I kind of separate the Roth albums from the H- Hagar albums, but oh, cut it out! I know. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. Good call. But 50, oh, good call. I'll give it to you. Fifty one fifty is my favorite Hagar album. Good call on that yeah. one too. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Van Halen three though, classic horseshit. <laughs> Piece of trash. <laughs> there hasn't been a better piece of trash. It's classic. Look, Mike's answer on that one was pass, just so you know. <laughs> pass. It was. It was pass. Hey, it was pass. Quick, you're absolutely right. Quick question while you're in the heart of Red Sox country, I got to ask you. I know you watch the American League East like a hawk. Um, Yan- the Yankees just won nine out of the last 11. Um, are you worried? Are you worried about the Bombers? No, I'm I'm actually happy for them because this is what I expected out of them this year. That's what I thought too. I, I, I knew coming into it, I knew that they were actually be blasting some fucking homers out, which is why when they got in the slump, everybody was making fun of them. You know, I took a couple of jabs here and there because it was funny, but that's not what I expected. This is what I expect. This is what I want. And as far as a Red Sox fan, if you're not a Red Sox fan out there and if you don't want the ballers to be doing as well as they're doing right now, you're not a real Red Sox fan because this is what we live for. Absolutely. We you, live for that shit coming into the baby. You want Hagler Sugar Ray. You want that 15-round exactly. slugfest right down to the end. Do. Good or bad, you take or leave it. I do, man, because to beat the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! Absolutely. Hey, oh. by the way, look in Jabroni.com if you haven't went there already. Go there now. Get them tickets right now for Solo the Movie. It's going to be great, guys. Paying the, you. Paying Paying the, the bills. bills. And, if, and if you haven't seen the Avengers movie, go see it now. It's going to break your heart. I guarantee it. Oh, Maybe don't. No spoilers. No spoilers, kid. I did it. No spoilers. It's going to break your heart. You're going to love it. All right. I, I, that's all I'm giving you. Go to LokinJabroni.com. Make sure you go to that affiliate link. Make sure you go to Fandango. Get them tickets. Buy it now. We love you guys. Guys, I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Don't forget, we're live. We are live from In the Moon at 250 Bennington Road in Groton, Connecticut. Next week. Next week. We're going to be there. Hey, bro. Enjoy the game. By the way, I I got a big purple dildo for uh, Eddie. Oh, do you? He's going to love that. He's not back yet. Is it double-ended? Christy's. Christy special order just for me. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, enjoy the game. Oh, tell everybody <laughs> tell everybody I said hello. We would have loved to have been there. But um, you know, the show's gotta go on. And this hey, is the first time ever somebody, somebody's do it. This is the first time ever you've had to call in, whereas twice before I had to call in. That's true. That's true. So it's it's different First to be on this side. Hey, I'm glad you got to be on this side. It's fun. Uh, I love you guys. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Love Lo- you all. Love you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later, hey, Mike. By the way, yes. Strikers, thank you very much for stepping in. You look good behind the mic, brother. Thanks, man. Hey, I, I can sit, sit in your seat. Have a good one. Good one. I can sit in your seat, but it's hard to fill your shoes, man. Oh, wow. Hey, nice. I hear you, bro. Thank nice you very stuff. much. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. Late.
All right, so that's the report from Boston. Awesome. He's having a good time. Sounds like it. Oh man, there's I mean, a party going on behind him. I went to last year's. Uh, they did the Star. Wars, they do the Star Wars gimmick every year, and I went last year. It was kind of a fun time. Uh, not a huge Red Sox fan. They played the Orioles last year. They got the Royals this year. You know, once I'd like to do one of these with Red Sox Yankees. Of course, incredible. I'd be dead because we got the <laughs> tattoo. I'm not going to walk in. You know, a funny story. Just I went put some cover up makeup. Yeah, why not? I'm sure we'll somebody with a unique uh, yeah. gimmick can do that. I went to um, a Cleveland Red Sox game uh, years ago, and I almost got thrown out. It wasn't the night I got thrown out, <laughs> but I almost got thrown out. And I'm wearing – you remember I used to collect the jerseys. Right. Well, I had an Indians jersey with the uh, Ricky Vaughn number on the back. Oh, Jesus Number 99, Vaughn. And the Red Sox just pummeled the shit out of the wow, Indians that man. night. It was like 14 to 2. And I'm standing, I'm waiting for my friends to get out of the bathroom so we can leave, and some jackass comes walking by me, and you know me, I'm always prepared. Hey, nice jersey, where are you going to be in October? And I unbuttoned the jersey, and I opened it up, and I had a Yankee shirt on, and I said, in the World Series where I belong, <laughs> dickhead, keep walking. Awesome. And him and his buddies, instead of lynching me, no, you know, no pun intended, were like, oh, you just got told, that Yankee fan just told you that. I'm sure that guy had the longest ride home ever in the history of ever. Probably. Oh, so did I miss your list? Did you finish your list? All right, where, where the hell were we? Um, we were Van Halen albums, I believe. Uh, did the albums. We, were, we, we did, did solos. Oh, I, didn't do, I didn't do my albums yet. I did solos. You did solos. I did Beat solos. Beat it, pound cake, eruption, dream, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I think we started the albums and I had to leave. Uh, oh, no. Why Sammy better than Dave? That's where we were. All right. So, why is We Sam- haven't done albums yet. I know no. that for a fact. Why is Sammy better? Why is Sammy better than Dave? I haven't checked it off yet. Um, okay. Why is Sammy better than Dave and why is Dave better than Sammy? So, start with Sam. Vice versa. Yes. Um,. Musically, I think Sammy Hagar was more of an influence on the band and a bigger. I, I, I technically it's on my list. Technically, better as a band with Sammy Hagar. Amen. Uh, converse to that, David Lee Roth was a better showman. Oh, you're going side by side. You're, I am. You're I'm, just th- I'm throwing it all out there on Front Street, brother. <laughs> Fuck. All right, you do all ten, and then I'll go with my ten. Um, I. It really it. I think that speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't say that if you were alive during the David Lee Roth era. Which we you, were. Which we were. And had you seen the band during that era. Uh, you know, I missed out on seeing the band with Roth until they reunited. And I have a story about that after, which <clears throat> I, goes into my list. I saw them in 1985, just before they broke up. Oh, you are a son of a bitch, and I am so jealous. Just right now. before they broke up, it That's... was it was on the '84 tour. Oh, and it was one of my first concerts You're ever. A bitch. That's like my Kiss fan friends when I say, "What was your first Kiss concert?" I'm like, "January '82, Creatures of the Night," and they're like, "Oh, you saw them in makeup before they took it off." Well, yeah, yeah. And, and that Creatures tour was fucking fantastic. But I am so jealous of you right now. Is that, that when Gene banged a lot of chicks? That's always Oakland '84. You remember? You know, <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> bang bang, bang bang. Actually, that's factually incorrect because by '84 they had the makeup off. But I get it. That was that was a great fucking deleted scene. 
Wow. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, what was the name of the oh film? Oh, my God, Jeannie has your eyes. Uh, is right. What, what was <laughs> oh, the name of the film? Uh, movie. Um, I'm the one. He's the one. She's the one. Uh, uh, why him? That was the name of the film. Why him? Why him? Okay. Uh, James Franco yeah. and the hot blonde chick. <laughs> and Brian Cranston. That's most. <laughs> Folks, if you're wondering why there's a Me Too. Uh, me. Me too. That's him why. too. By the way, we proved James me Franco too. has an identity and some hot chick. Fuck we, yeah. we proved last week Me Too was wrong when Josie Davis from Charles in Charge came out and said Nicole oh, was, was like full a of cold, shit. Hard, that was a cold hard burn. I'm like, yes, it awesome. was. Dude, and you know what? Hot. She was my favorite. She was my favorite. She got that down home, right? One? Uh, Josie Davis, the younger sister from Charles in Charge. Oh, Nicole Liggert all day long, man. No, fuck that. Especially with Baywatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Broken ass hoe. Look at them Look at Josie now. Davis now. Oh, now? Oh, now. Hand. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, if Josie Davis right came now. out. If Josie Davis came out and said I banged Scott Bale, I would be like, fuck yeah. Good right. for you. Good for you, sweetie. But no, Nicole Egger is a has-been who's looking for five minutes of fame. She, mm-hmm. can't, she can't fucking, I'm going to say it, she can't lose weight. Oh, so she's, she's not getting booked anywhere. No, seriously. So she needed something to get uh, back in the public eye. She's been the biggest guy. loser and all that shit. Was she really? No, she was on Celebrity one. Fit Club. Yeah, Celebrity I loved Fit that Club show, man. I was addicted to that I shit. I watched about five seconds of that Remember the drill, Sergeant? Your target weight loss for the next week is four pounds. I watched about five seconds of that show oh, when it was, was on. I loved it. That was VH1, right? Yes. Look at you go. When they, Man, it ju- this is they, why you should be. You know what? Loki, and they used I, to play music videos as well. Loki, if you if you're watching, we may have to put Lynch here every other week. I'm just saying. I'm or a fountain a, of fucking useless or information. Once a month, have him come sit in the other fucking seat. He's basically saying you five. We might know you five, bitch. No, I got a great idea. Eddie can run his gimmick from over there. You can sit in the box. Ooh, the box is a tough spot, man. Dude. It might be covered in jizz. You don't know, <laughs> dude. What? Not just anybody can be in the box. No, but Lynch is special. And I don't feel I like, am very I special. I don't feel like making new graphics. <laughs> Going right back. I don't Sammy feel like making new graphics. Yeah. I have to change everything. That shit takes There's me change out. involved in that Sammy shit. Sammy versus Dave. Let's let's move on. All right. So why Sammy better than Dave? Mm-hmm. So I already went through the musicality of the whole era. There's right. different. That's why we're debating. It's a beautiful fucking conversation. It's a beautiful conversation, and we're going to fucking have it. <laughs> Fuck David Hogg. Easy. Buddy. You see where I'm easy, going with easy. this? You see? Do you need a hug? You, no. You see okay. how hard it is to find fucking good help? <laughs> Nowadays, pretty bad. hard. You want to talk Avicii album so we can go right down there? He's dead. I don't like Avicii. Oh, suck. Oh, thank you. Okay. I didn't like Avicii. All right. Fair enough. And it just came out Are... that he killed himself with a piece of glass. Did he really? Yeah, he slit his own what throat. What the fuck? It, it, he was like in mid-20s, too. It's kind of sad. Yeah, 28 years old, man. 20-something years old. I guess oh. he, he, had al- he was uh, alcoholic. He had... Um... He had demons. Well, he had. I guess he had some health issues that were really, really, really bad. And... Um... But... Just a, just a side note, most, most of us. I'm that, sorry, man. Most of, that, most of <laughs> us that go into that scene, the dance baby scene or whatever, I can tell you right now, 90% of us are damaged. Right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Oh, it's true. We're because... damaged, and that's why we go there because it was it was a, it was an underground culture. You know, <clears throat> uh, same thing like the punk scene and stuff like that. Most people get or the emo scene. Most people get into that because they're damaged. Right, and they want to be outliers. You know, I think we were on albums because Lee just came in with his top five albums. So we're gonna save that 
and we're going to work our way forward. We're going to go back to Sammy we and Dave. Time. We're making good time. Yes, and yeah, we're good. we'll do our albums at the we, end. We can run longer, too, because I don't have back episodes, so I have a lot of storage space that we're not Nice. Using. nice. <laughs> nice. All right, continuing on. Sammy versus Dave. All right, so we already covered musicality. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that says it all about Sammy versus Dave. With Dave... The, the pro with Dave, the music was raw. Oh, without question. Until they got into the keyboard era in 84. In, in, but 1984. From before, Van Halen 1. Oh, my God. Through Diver Down. You, Diver through Down Van Halen a, 2. A bit of a departure, though. And you'll, with the exception of Loki, who when I went and said, you know, hey, what was your favorite? Let me go back and find that. Yeah, what do you say? Uh, favorite DLR song, Van Halen era. He said Pretty Woman. And I got it. You felt the emotion in the song. Because but, it's, it was really well done. But it was also really written by Roy Orbison. So, but I, Dave put it out anybody, there. Anybody with music, with exactly. musical ability can play that song and make it sound fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. I don't care who you are, whether it's Godsmack, fucking Justin Bieber. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ed Sheeran. All right, I'll buy that. You know, who I'm a huge fan of, by the way. Don't bring and I'm actually like going, Ed Sheeran? I love Ed Sheeran. Don't bring the Biebs to my podcast, please. Actually, my wife and I are going to see him in at Patriot Stadium. Turn in your man card. In, septem- in September. Turn, in, turn in your man card. No, Ed Sheeran. Oh, Ed Sheeran. No, that's a good That's a good show. Yeah. yeah I, lo- I love him. I think he's great. Off the rails on the crazy train. Continue. Yeah. So, I didn't write any of this down. This is all oh, okay. Fair. off the cuff and the top of my you head. You just flip the pages to look cool? Yeah, actually, yeah. It makes him look like he's fucking studied. <laughs> it makes him look like we do research. There is, this look, show. here there is, I am for the last three days writing, writing fucking lists. There is writing on these pages. Folks, I, I just People. want to say this is the most research that's gone to an episode in a long ass time. So, and except, I brought, except for the Justice League episode. That oh, yeah, was Justice League. Fucking yeah. fantastic. What a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, back to Dave, I think it was raw, rough, mm-hmm. just pure rock and roll with Sammy. He gave it polish because that's where he came from. With triumph you. with his solo albums. I can't drive fifty five is one of the. That's another Montrose. song. Montrose. Montrose. Sam, Sammy at that point had already gone through his David Lee Roth phase. If you put it, if you want to put it he, in that perspective, exactly. Oh, wow. He was more mature at that point. You remember? Uh, think of the lyrics from "I Can't Drive Fifty Five, Dick yeah. in the Dirt, um, Three Lock Box. They weren't exactly polished. They were sophomoric, much as say, I don't know, Hot for Teacher, Hot for Teacher. Um, Anything off of 1984. Yeah, with the exception <laughs> like, of, with, with possible exceptions, uh, the possible exception of I'll Wait, which was very, kind of, it wasn't deep, but you felt like back in 84 it was deep. Right. Now you listen to it and you're like, well, fuck, he's singing about some chick in a magazine. Yeah, like, Dave, Dave didn't want to grow up. <laughs> no. And, and he never will. Are in and he still doesn't. No, yeah, no. he doesn't. I mean, I, you he, know, I just downloaded the other day on my iTunes the uh, A Little Ain't Enough album, his, one of his best solo albums ever. Underrated didn't get the credit it deserved, and those lyrics are even fucking sophomoric. But it's fun, and that's what David Lee Roth was. He was fun. Well, you take a look at David Lee Roth now mm-hmm. and Sammy Hagar now, who is now 68, I think. Uh, you got your Google machine? Uh, he's near 70. You're right. And David Lee Roth's a couple years behind him? He's got to be in his mid-60s. Um, that whole era. All right, yeah. so you look at... How they took care of themselves up until this point. Sammy Hagar is 70. Wow. Holy shit. I was... And there's a guy. My dad is 68, and Sammy Hagar has quadrupled the energy. 
No offense to my dad, but Sammy Hagar can still go out for two hours and bludgeon a crowd. Roth is 63 currently. Okay, so there's seven years between them. Yeah. So, I mean, and they like still it, have the energy of a fucking teenager. But it shows you the difference in their energy level mm-hmm. and how they treat themselves during their careers. Well, exactly. David Lee Roth is, I'm going to fucking party. Party I'm gonna, Jones. I'm going to drink. I'm going to do drugs. I'm going to do this, that, the other thing. Sammy, for as much as he puts on that persona of being a drunk. I'm just going to drink my fucking tequila. I'm going to live on the beach. I'm going to shtup my wife. And I'm going to make music. He he lives a facade. He's not that guy. He's not the guy that David. He's all Lee, business. He's business. Oh, without question, that comes up on my list. I'm Absolutely, absolutely, because Sammy is a business guy, and he doesn't live that lifestyle that David Lee Roth lived mm-hmm. for many many years. David it Lee shows. Roth lived the rock star. You look at David Lee Roth, you think he's fucking 90 years old. You look at Sammy Hagar, he looks fucking good for his age. You ever see the the side by side picture I put up of? 70 years old, together. Bill Clinton on one side, Sammy Hagar on the other. One looks like he can still go out and rock the world, and the other looks like Bill fucking Clinton. Yeah, well, and that's my point. Because... But when you're married to Hillary, I guess, <laughs> well, that, you know, yeah. Um, anything more on your list before I go into mine? Uh, just go for it, man. All I right. mean, we can... I'm going to start with Sammy. I'm, I'm... Hey, just put things in perspective. Sammy Hagar is the same age as Steven Tyler... And Steven Tyler looks like a looks, haggard old woman. <laughs> he looks like a fucking tranny, dude. Oh, my God. Like, I saw a meme that was awesome. A bad tranny. It was like Julia Roberts yes. looks older. Yeah, I like, saw that. Fucked up. All right. The, my top five reasons why Sammy is better than Dave starts out with commercial appeal. Um, he's written hit songs. He joins the band. They write more hit songs. They sell more albums, 5150, than they did with 1984. Although the years will prove that 1984 is a bigger selling album. And in my opinion, a better album than 5150, but it shot them through the stratosphere. Four number ones off that album. Uh, number four, we all talked about it just now, Entrepreneur. You got the uh, Cabo Wabo Cantina. You got the rum. You got um, how they took the Van Halen logo and the rings were Sammy Hagar's idea. So when you see that Van Halen ring logo, that was Sammy Hagar. It's all Sammy. Um, number three, willing to try new styles with Van Halen. Um you can talk about the keyboards. Ed started that, but when you get into the more keyboard-laden power ballad gimmick that was going on in the 80s, well, that was Sammy bringing his influence to the band. Well, that leads me into my one of my favorite Hagar tunes is Finish What You Started. Yes. That is not a typical Van Halen song. That is a Sammy song. He, oh, absolutely. He could have been, that could have been his solo song That could have been on VOA. Long. That could have been on Little White Lie or Marching to Mars or whatever. Could have been any, on any of his solo albums, and it... It's a Sammy Hagar song, absolutely, it, because it's it's restrained. It's it's not in your face, but it still rocks. But it's an awesome fucking song. Right. Sammy Number- had a little more soul to him too. I thought. Like, oh, you could you, put, you he, could put he Sammy with like a blues band. And I think he would rock that shit. When I saw Sammy Hagar in nineteen ninety six, I think it was the Marching to Mars tour. He did a great cover of "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay" by Otis Redding, and he killed it. And nobody was disappointed. Nobody. We're there to rock out, and he's out there with his acoustic guitar. He can guitar. sing the fucking dictionary Watching and make it sound it. good. I always say read the phone book. Yeah, you can sing the fucking same, dictionary, same. phone book, whatever, make same, it sound same. really fucking good. Uh, because, no. because he has soul, he's a good singer, he, he, he fucking rocks the mic every time. He puts his heart and soul into it every time he's on Absolutely, and I can't argue with that. I mean, he sang Pepsi commercials whether he liked it or not. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two. Right now! Number two, you already mentioned it, pure musician. He... David Lee Roth. Absolutely. 
David Lee Roth doesn't play an instrument. Uh, Sammy comes in. He's a guitar player. He's a bassist. He can do keyboards. It, it just added to the depth of Van Halen. And number one, more mature songwriting subjects. It wasn't just all, hey, let's fuck everything that moves. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about living right here, right now. Let's talk, let's talk about, about love. But you can still have the sex songs like Spank, Pound Cake, etc., so forth. Right. And it all makes sense. Right. Five reasons why Dave is better than Sammy. Number five, he was the original, and it's hard to beat the original. You have a you have a huge shoes to fill, much like you know today. I'm sitting in the you, throne. You got huge shoes to fill when you're not the original. Uh, number four was stage raps. If you, uh, when they came around and they reunited back in '07, Sans Mike Anthony and Wolfie was playing bass. You know there was the stage rap by. Uh, David Lee Roth, hey, 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 I'm on stage with three Van Halens. Oh, was it uh, two incredible, one inevitable? Woohoo! And you're just like, fuck, man, how do you not love this guy? He was just amazing. And he could talk about anything. He could talk about the shoes he was wearing, and he makes you he buy it. He was a good master of ceremony. Without question. Yeah, good MC, and he, he could talk to. Talk your shirt off your back. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, going back to Sammy Hagar, where he said he was a more mature lyricist. Number three, Roth was a more fun lyricist. It was just, when you listen to a Van Halen song, with the exception of that period between Women and Children and Fair Warning, all the songs were fun, Beautiful Girls, uh, Dead or Alive, all that. It was just, it was fun. Van Halen reminded you of a party. Right. Like, they were the band in the room. They were your party band. Uh, Number two, Sex Appeal. Man, chicks dig fucking David Lee Roth. I don't know why. I look at the pictures from the 78 through 84, and I am i don't dig guys. But if you dig guys and you want to chime in, man, please tell me why chicks dig fucking David Lee Roth. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But they fell ass over and tea kettle for this peak, guy. It was the hair. He had, like, some of the best hair. He did. Hair, he had abs, the, I mean, moves, the now, but He had metal hair, man. No, yeah. The, in that era when they was going into that long hair, oh, rebellious... Yeah. I, I seriously think he invented the mullet. I honestly do. Oh, no. Hockey did that. Well, Canadians. Yeah. But yeah okay. Canadians, eh? And number one, I know you brought it up, showmanship. There was no better showman on stage, <clears throat> yeah. showman from beginning to end, than David Lee Roth. He was the king and the master. Like you said, master of ceremonies. He could work the crowd. Whether he's got that uh, ribbon gimmick or the sword <laughs> or whatever, or he's got that uh, Sergeant Pepper jacket His that he scarves. wears now. Oh, without question. Yeah. He was the best. Uh, before we get into albums, I want to read Lee's in no particular order. Or actually, he says bottom to top. This is five to one. Akasham batwa le. You say Miller. Neighbor Gimana Miller. Yeah. This is his five. Fifty-one fifty. Van Halen one. Van Halen two. For unlawful carnal knowledge and women and children first tops it off. Ooh. Badass list. Bro. That's a very good list. Badass Can list. Can I just throw out a point real quick? Because you, you brought up something really, really good. I, I just want sure. to explore a little bit. When you mentioned how, uh, you know, fill in shoes when David Lee Roth left and everything. I think part of Sammy Hagar's success with the band is he did not try to fill David Lee Roth's shoes. No. He totally said, hey, I'm joining this band. It's not going to be the same. No, all oh, bets right. are all bets are off. It's like it's how like, I want to do it. I'm not Roth, <clears throat> right? right. But because in the live albums, you can hear Sammy Hagar do some of the Roth songs, and it's mm-hmm. totally different vibe. But I, ha- I have to bring this up because it was a quote that David Lee Roth made sometime in the early '90s, and I'm sure he knew eventually. 
there was going to be a reunion. Right. It's inevitable. Because every every great band reunites. Yeah. Every great band. He said, Sammy Hagar is out there every night singing my tunes. You will never hear David Lee Roth sing a Sammy Hagar Van Halen tune. Ever. And they've stuck to that. But there was such a back catalog that you didn't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. So they can go out and do from Van Halen 1 to 1984 almost – uh, you could pick three songs off each album, then they came out with different uh, different kind of truth, different shade of truth. Right, but they lose the bearded that. truth. Fuck it. I don't know what the name <laughs> of the album was. That so it was one good song on that entire album. They lose that certain segment of the audience at that exactly. point. Exactly. It's so, much, much like when Kiss reunited and they played all the old 70s shit. Right. People are going, well, where's Heaven's on Fire? Where's Tears Are Falling? Where's all these hits that we know and love? Then I they start to. Made for love and you they played that, but that was the original band. Yeah, and, and you know they started weaving That's in the non-makeup want. era, and right. now people are digging the fuck out of it. I'll never forget our friend Jim Lalamir losing his shit when they played "Crazy Crazy Nights," absolutely the worst non-makeup kiss <laughs> song ever, other than "Lick It Up," which they still play. But he lost his shit, and I was—I lost my shit right there next to him. I'm like, "Holy fuck!" I haven't heard this since '87 when I saw Kiss. I lost my shit. Let's go to the, the albums. I want to hear your top five albums. Any era, any time. If Van Halen 3 is on your list, right hand to the face, it's all over. I'm not not going to be there. All right, um, good, good, good. Diver Down. Really? Yep. One Why? Of my... I, I have to know. It's raw. For a, Dave, right. deal, for a David Lee Roth album, it's raw. You know what's serious when he's got to inhale first? <sighs> I got a big problem with Diver Down, but and what is it? no, no, talk about it. Uh, Tell me. Outside of Intruder, there's not an original composition on that album, and I think that's what I like about it because it it's they're showing they're get, a, paying homage to their past and what and their influences. I get that, but when you put that out as as a, an original Van Halen composition, and here's the new Van Halen album. Horseshit. It's one original song, I, Intruder, which is fantastic. It should have been on my top five Eddie solos, but it wasn't. But I'll, I, I'll I get, buy it. From your perspective, I'll buy it. I, and I get that. I mean, if you're talking about original Van Halen songs, just one. Mm-hmm. But the other ones are – they, they are why they got into rock and roll. Uh, you know what? I'll buy it. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they got into rock and roll. Kind of like when I can't remember who the uh, Hailstorm does it. They have three albums of covers right now, and they're all fantastic. When they do Lady Gaga or White Snake or uh, Twenty One Pilots, it makes sense. I get it. I get uh, it. Van Halen one, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Hands down, one of the best albums mm-hmm. from that era. Uh, Nineteen eighty four. Fifty-one, fifty. Okay, can't there. leave that off the list. There's our Sammy reference. And you, then, anyway. well, there's another one here. Okay, you may you may hate me, you may love me, you may want to smack me in the head with a koozie. We're about to find out. Oh, you eight one two. No, I'll buy it. It was um, it was a departure from fifty-one fifty where everything's keyboard lane. There was there were rockers on that album, uh, Sucker in a Three Piece, fantastic. And, and there song. were some just really good grooves. Naturally wired, fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Just good grooves on that album, and when it's love, easily one of the most underrated ballads of that. And era. that would that hovered in my top five for really Hagar. Same uh, here. It was just outside. Hagar tunes. Just it's, outside. It's like it, there was Not a enough. battle royale between a couple songs there, and 
the when championship match between not enough and when it's love, but yeah. not enough yeah. got the nod. Not enough got the nod. Uh, when it's love is a fantastic love wow. song. Wow, fantastic! Uh, Mrs. Lynch is watching right now. Oh my god! Oh wow! Why? First time I've seen her on the list. Boring cover though. It yeah, is. It was kind it of, is it a was boring cover. Of, it was a Beatlesque gimmick, and I get it, but not my favorite. Well, again, paying homage to their. Uh, somebody brought it up in the comments earlier. OU812 was a nod to David Lee Ross, Eat Him and Smile. It is. It's it's a freaking exact and smile. rip-off. Oh, you ate one too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, shut your bitch mouth. What did I do? <laughs> Who, me or him? How about I, you know what? Never mind. I'm so, so, I love you, honey. So was was what you're saying was this was a rock beef? Yes. <laughs> oh, this God. was East-West, East-West East battle before East-West battle was cool. It was Roth versus Van Halen. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Biggie. Thank you. I'm just saying that because he's sitting here. I could give a shit less. They both put out great albums. I just, I thought Biggie ushered an era of ignorance. I, I, I thought that I thought that was uh, Public Enemy. No. Public uh, Enemy? Again, I don't know enough about the genre. Now I'm just... Fight the power. Dude, we have, we have to work it out. That's dude, we have to have a rap. Oh, have you, have you so. done a rap? Kind of, but well, not really. And no, dude, not we, completely. But the four, I'll, I'll, the four I'll of us out. have to sit I, down I and do a rap. My call. We had a good, we had a good twenty-minute conversation on on uh, the influence of Wu Tang and, and. Oh yeah, and actually, I was I was going to say to you uh, when we were talking about vinyl coming back, how um, they had that two million dollar Wu Tang album that nobody can get anywhere. <laughs> exactly, except because, that one guy who owns it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, who's going to jail? Yeah. And Ooh, but, but, what did I miss? Oh, he got convicted of uh, uh, what, securities fraud? No yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that got, guy. SEC charges. Yeah, he got busted for securities fraud. He's going to jail. Southeast Conference? No. <laughs> Not even close. But, Security uh, yeah. and yada. But I actually, because when they first did that, and um, it was the RZA said, you know, I think because uh, of downloads and streaming, like music's not music has lost some art, so they created this album that nobody can get anywhere. There's just one copy of it. And you used to have to go to this area, put on headphones to listen to it. Right. But then um, Scarelli bought it yeah. and everything because they put a price tag of like a couple million dollars on it. And uh, Scarelli bought it just to be a dick because he, <laughs> he was – well, he was beefing with uh, Ghostface, I think. Ghostface killer. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he was beefing with Ghostface. So to be prick, he bought the album. ODB is still my favorite. And, well, it's a funny thing that that album that nobody can hear has old recordings. No with shit. And stuff. Yeah. All right. Maybe I got to – No, uh, we have – dude, we have to do a, a rap episode someday oh. and just do – I'm going to be so outside the loop. I'm going to be talking to LL Cool J and Sugar Hill Gang while you guys are talking about... Sugar Hill Gang is the evolution of rap. Absolutely. Eddie Van Halen did two songs with LL Cool J, I'm telling you. Yes. All right, let me give you my top five albums. Then we're going to... We're really going to fight for who's the champion of the world. I think we already know who the champion is, but let's walk it through. Uh, My top five Van Halen albums of all time. Uh, Number five, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Great. Complete album, beginning to end. You can listen to it and then listen to it again. Again, on the fringe of my top five. Understood. Understood. Number four, Fair Warning. There was just uh, not a bad tune on that record. There's not, you know, every every record has a stinker. Fair Warning, Far Unlawful, none of these five have a stinker, in my opinion. Number three, Balance. Uh, it really defined for me. It defined another the, one that was on the cusp. It defined the best of the Sammy Hagar era. Balance was just fucking complete. It had rockers. It had ballads. It had those mid tempos like "Finish What You Started." 
it had tragedy, it had comedy, it had everything you wanted, much like front lawful carnal knowledge, same thing. Number two, women and children first. Uh, it was the first Van Halen record that I bought with my own money. It wasn't the first one I ever heard, but it was the first one I purchased with my own money, and it just it defined Van Halen for me in that particular time frame in 8283. But number one is always going to be I've mentioned it before, and I'll mention it again. Van Halen 1, there's nothing better than that first album. It knocks you on your ass. You know what's funny? I've never heard that album. What? Oh, my God. Do yourself a favor. Give me your man card right now. Give me your big big gimmick right (laughs) there. You don't deserve it. I didn't get into Van Halen until 84. Listen to the first Van Halen album, and you remember, when you listen to it, that's the debut album. Dude, I'm one of the wow. few, I'm one of the few people that's actually ever listened to like the first Journey albums. So don't give me any shit. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you that. But if you when they be, had no vocalist, if you're going to be a part of the Van Halen debate, you got to listen to Van Halen one beginning to end, including Ice Cream Man, which almost made my top five David Lee Roth tunes. Really? Just outside, yes. Really? There's something about Ice Cream Man when you hear it and when he played it live. I went to the Sammy and Dave tour. By the way, Sammy and Dave did tour together in 2004. Doing their, you know, whatever. We're, we're not with the band gimmick. <laughs> yeah. And it was fantastic. And Dave did Ice Cream Man. And the entire place erupted. 20,000 people lost their shit. That's awesome. Because I think, I, I think I've actually heard Van Halen 2. I've never heard Van Halen 1. Van Halen 2 was a great album. Underrated. I didn't make, excuse me, didn't make either of our list. Uh, Beautiful Girls, uh, Dead or Alive. A lot of great tunes. It was it uh, Spanish Fly was on Spanish that Spanish Fly was on that, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Great on stuff. On the first side. Yep. Now, it's time. We have to give the championship belt to either Sam I'm, wait, I'm totally distracted by the, by the water. I know. Somebody somebody is washing dishes or doing laundry. Well, until we have that fuck you money. <laughs> right? When we have fuck you money. This we can, is what we're working with. Champion World Heavyweight Championship. Let's settle it right now. Ryan Springer says, hell yeah. Not sure what you're hell yang, Ryan, but uh, thank you so much. Right now, let's let's debate who is the World Heavyweight Champion of Van Halen era. Is it the Dave era? Is it the Sammy era? And what we have to do right now, and I'm I'm drawing a line in the sand, which I don't think Lynch knew about. Oh, you're ha- throwing a loop, dude. Mike has to be involved. Michael Anthony, the bassist, the background vocalist supreme, he has to be involved in whatever era you designate as the World Heavyweight Champion. Lynch, you're on the board. I'm going with Sammy, man. Wow. Tell me why. Tell me why Sammy is the heavyweight champion of Van Halen. All right, so as you know, I play guitar. Mm -hmm. My introduction to Van Halen was 1984. Yes. Every kid who grew up in that era wanted to learn how to play Eruption. Yes. That's... Between that and Jethro Tull and Alan Parsons and a couple other bands wanted me to made me want to play guitar. Okay. As the band grew, so so here at 1984, mm-hmm. I hear that album. I want to learn how to play guitar. My dad mm-hmm. buys me a cheap acoustic and a cheap electric. Mm-hmm. I play my fingers till they bleed. Les Jones, not a Les Paul. <laughs> Side note, Gibson has filed bankruptcy. I noticed I that. I saw that, dude. That's fucking depressing. You know how many Super great depressing. guitarists play so fucking Guitar work? Center, actually? They're filing bankruptcy. What? Oh, my God. Get down there now. we got to buy some equipment for the podcast. 
Shit, going out of business like Toys R Us. No, um, no, no. We right. shop at Zounds. Yeah, we shop at Zounds, which you can get at LokinJabroni.com forward slash Zounds. Zounds. Um, well, I like how you dropped that in there. <laughs> Continuing on, why is Sammy the champion? So, the first album I ever heard was 1984. Wanted to play Eruption. Wanted to play guitar like Eddie Van Halen. Could never do it. Nobody Got can. close. Nobody can. But nobody can play that caliber of guitar. It's tough because he's not classically trained. Exactly. He started out as a drummer. Him and his brother switched. His brother was a guitar player. Much like uh, Dimebag and Vinny. Exactly. They switched. So I know how to read music. I can read music. I can write music. I can look at a a treble clef and see what... I'm going to push button and adjust filters until I get the sound I want. It's all you need. (laughs) Well, (laughs) oh, shit. I did it. I owe the audience a beer. Oh, come on, Chris. Come to In the Mood next week. I can't bring <laughs> beer inside, but I'll give you a coupon that'll get you a free beer if you ever come to Valhalla Underground Studios. So anyway, that was my introduction to Van Halen. Right. I didn't go back to the back catalog until much later. Okay. And then Sammy came aboard. And the songs appealed to me more. You can't deny that. It was more it's much more commercial. It's much more user-friendly. And Eddie's musicianship didn't change, as far as I'm concerned. His guitar playing Ed stayed... Ed was still Ed. Ed was still Ed, and his guitar playing stayed the same throughout the entire era from uh, 5150 through the end. Mm-hmm. Through today. You could even go back to the two new songs they played with Roth on the... Uh, Best of Volume 1, which was Me Wise Magic and Can't Get the Stuff No More. Haven't he heard it. Sti- you never heard no, Me Wise no, Magic? Have not heard it. Fucking go. You know what? We challenged him. I challenge you. Me Wise Magic, Can't Get This Stuff No More. Best of Volume 1 came out in 97, 98-ish. That was like the beginning Fantastic. of the end for Hagar, though, wasn't it? It kind of was because Between they the were, Twister movie and... They, yeah, they were in turmoil at that point. And then he comes back a few years later. Well, well Sammy wanted to just kind of sit on the beach and read. Retire ish. And do an album every now and again. Right. And he wanted to do his pet projects like Chicken Foot, uh, solo albums. uh, Probably getting sick of The Wabaritas. Wabaritas, yeah. The Touring, the one offs for MTV. And the Wabaritas are fucking awesome. Oh, amazing. I love, uh, was it the Red Voodoo album? Yep. I love the live gimmick they did. Uh, I went and saw the band several times. Uh, once at um, Mohegan Sun, I but no, it wasn't. It was um, Chicken Foot. You and I saw. Yes, but I'm trying to think of. I went with uh, Jim Molinier. It was uh, uh, what do they call it now? The Tampax Arena, the one in Hartford. <laughs> it was the Meadows, the, but now it's like the oh, fucking I, uh, I Stay Free call, Mini Pads Arena. No, I still call it the Meadows. I will always call it the Meadows, right? Yeah. And uh, Sammy did his gig there, and uh, the first time ever, I used to say I don't, I don't, I don't buy white t-shirts. And then I bought a couple white t-shirts in the interim, but I bought a yellow, bright yellow, like fucking day glow yellow. Sammy Hagar on the Wabaritas. It's him on the front. Don't be that lo- guy, Chris. Sitting on a lawn chair. It just spoke to me. And dude, for two hours, uh, Sammy Hagar on the Wabaritas just beat my ass, and I loved it. And they threw in some Van Halen tunes. They threw in the uh, solo gimmick, but they played Mastaquila. They played uh, Marching to Mars. They played Little White Lie. It was all good. But, no, uh, if you're declaring Sammy Hagar the champion, here it comes. You're throwing down Dave, aren't you? I haven't even said a word yet. You're throwing down Dave? I can feel Sharon. No, (laughs) Gary (laughs) Sharon from Extreme, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks over. Yeah. 
You know, Gary Sharon brought a lot to the table, but yeah. no, no. My or his first, other band. He brought my, one album. My, my first introduction to Van Halen was in 1980. It was uh, We got snowed out. It was indoor recess. And Remember when you could go outside in the cold weather and have recess? I do. But when I it do, snowed actually. and you were waiting for that early dismissal, you had to sit inside and listen to the fucking turntable. Indoor recess, kids. Yep. Yay! Uh, my friend, and I don't know where he is now, and if you're listening, somehow you find this. Chris Cantara introduced me to Van Halen 1. And it sounded like a war. I had never heard music like that before. Yes, I'd been a fan of Kiss. Yes, I'd heard Black Sabbath. I'd heard Iron Butterfly because my mom was a fan. But Van Halen sounded like nothing I'd never heard before. But then Sammy came around. And the music got better. The songwriting got better. Um, I, I, I keep going back to balance because... You're going to surprise me, aren't you? I am. When Balance came out, I said, this is the perfect Van Halen record, top to bottom, beginning to end. I could listen to For Unlawful Connor Knowledge. I could pick up three stinkers. I can listen to OU812 and pick up four stinkers. I can listen to 5150 and pick out two great songs and an album of filler. Balance was the perfect Van Halen album. To me, the heavyweight champion of the world is Sammy Hagar. We have decided it here tonight. Van Halen fans, chime in as you will. Because I know if anybody there's, listening to this, there's no debate. Sammy Hagar is the undisputed Van Halen champion of the world. Pen drop. I'm going to raise my whiskey. I'm not going to drink it, but I'm going to raise it. I'm throwing a curveball. Oh, Christ. I Gary Sharon. Michael Keaton is the best Batman. He is. <laughs> not he is. this episode, dude. Not this episode. We'll have the Batman episode another time. We'll bring Lynch in for that one, too, because I got a lot of strong debate on Christian Bale. Fuck Ben Affleck, by the way. Oh, don't say that, man. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem that. with him, but he doesn't touch Christian Bale, and he doesn't touch Christian Michael Bale. Keaton. Here's the thing. Christian Bale was never going to happen. Not not in, not in the DCU. Well, he said he would if Nolan was directing every movie. Exactly, that's, but that's you're not, not going to have that. I mean, no. Nolan produced the first uh, Superman and, and Batman v Superman. As a Bruce Wayne? You know what I've said about oh, the Nolan Ray. I know. Go ahead. Tell, tell the world. Chris throws in drama where it shouldn't be. I'm sorry, Chris Nolan? Oh, really? Yeah. Not yeah. this Chris. That I know. Chris. I know. Like this whole debate about Van Halen, mm-hmm. you know what you guys would sound like if you were zapped by the Nolan Ray? Go ahead. My undisputed champion of Van Halen. <laughs> and there would be an awkward silence. <laughs> awkward pause. Awkward right. pause. Awkward pause. La, 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 la. Sammy Hagar, man. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Tell the world why. I can't remember. Okay, fair I enough. I tattoo things on my arm to remember. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Christ. <laughs> Fucked in off. But. Well, Ryan Springer agrees with us that Sammy is the undisputed champion. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. For chiming in. I, I have a tough time with this one. Like I said, I think that It is so tough because different. it's it's a seminal band. And then you have, you know, I, again, well, I bring up hey, Jim Lalamere. Go ahead. I'll put, Before I'll I start, go ahead. I put it this way. I actually think of them as two different bands. David Lee Roth, Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, Van Halen. I just, I feel like the... And they are because, like, the I points mean, bands, that we brought up. Bands I mean, like Journey has changed singers, but they're still Journey. You know, and the they all that, sound like Perry. And the kid right. that Journey brought to sound like well, the kid Pinata, that Journey brought Arnell in Pinata sounds Pinata just, sounds like, just like Steve Perry. The guy, Steve Perry. the guy before him too, sound a lot. Steve Ogieri like sounds like Steve Perry. They have never tried to sound differently. You know, and at least they're honest about it. You know, it's funny, but 
Well, it's like Ford. Why fuck with perfection? Right. Or Chevy. You know, right. Dodge. Why you know, fuck with there's perfection? There's a lot you can fuck it with works. Dodge. Well, you know, yeah. another another music <laughs> freak friend of ours is uh, Jim Lollimer. We've had him here for the cheese and beer gimmick, and uh, we've known him for a long time, and we were talking yesterday. There's very few times where a band can replace a singer and be more successful, much like Sammy did when he joins the band. Iron Maiden replaced the vocalist, tanked. Judas Priest replaced the vocalist, tanked. Motley Crue replaced the vocalist, tanked. Just, there's something about a singer that defines a band in many people's eyes. Black Sabbath. Replaced vocalist, tanked. Several times. They they had a rise with Dio, but it was a rise. It wasn't success. No, it you know? never got to the same point Based as it was. Although Heaven and Hell is a great fucking song. It is a good good fucking Here's, album. When too. it comes to this whole Van Halen thing, I think this is, and we didn't really touch on this, I think the important question is, would the David Lee Roth novelty have worn off and Van Halen would not have been as successful? Great I, think think never I, I think it's a great question. I think so. I think the David because even now, looking at David Lee Roth still doing the same shit, and you're like, you're like, but now it's like a warm bath of nostalgia. You go to that show and you're like, "Fuck, I remember this shit." Right. But but in, you're not pulling anyone new. But it, but exactly. wait, exactly. And Sammy Hagar, even even though he was the mature artist, still he was still bringing in right. that teenage. We've, crowd. Already, we've already we've already given Sammy the belt. But let's <clears> say this: when Dave did his solo gimmick, it sold and it sold well. But the novelty wore off. Did really, it? really, no, really fast, dude. Sometime many, in the Justin, early nineties before he Gigolo did Your Dirty Gigolo. Little Mouth, that whole record that was garbage. But I, everything he did, he everything he touched turned to gold or platinum. Unlike Gary Sharon, where everything he touched turned to aluminum. You know? I, there, there's a difference. I, then Gary Sharon was extreme. He should have stayed with extreme. I think that maybe maybe even that extreme kind of You know, when Dave tanked in the Early to mid nineties, I think Van Halen would have tanked in the early to mid nineties had he stayed. That's what I'm saying, and I agree with that. But that the era we're talking about, where Sammy walks in and takes the band to freaking commercial heights, that was that's what they needed. And Dave could have done the same thing, but it would have been sophomoric, hot for teacher lyrics. It would have been the same retreaded bullshit. It would have sold until people got tired of the act. This is why Warrant isn't around anymore. This is why the Bullet Boys aren't around anymore. Well, that too, but (laughs) this is why the Bullet Boys didn't carry over. They had two great albums in the 90s hit. You have to be able to translate. There's another case study you can look at, too, and kind of prove my point a little bit. New Edition. New Edition with Bobby Brown versus New Edition without him. Tank. No, the novelty of Bobby Brown wore off real quick. Think so? The bad boy, always in trouble kind of thing. Where's Bobby? Look. New Edition still tours. They still get together, and Bobby's with them. You look at all of them but Bobby. Bobby is this fat, burned out. But how did Bobby do when he left the band? He did no. He he did great for he same did well with, for same, same with Dave so for, for, for for a few only years. Two yeah. albums. Dave had then, three that were fucking then million the sellers. Wore off, and New Edition kind of went on, and then there was Velvet Devoe, which is like why that. Sammy is the heavyweight champion of Van Halen. Well, you can say the same as for for anything with with movie movie franchises like Alien. Mm-hmm. I'll take Alien for example. You didn't like Covenant, did you? Nobody liked it. I kind I, I kind of liked, liked it. it. I don't like the direction he's going in. With no, it. I. I'll, that's a t- topic for another yeah. day. But we'll, we'll bring it back. To that. Yeah, but I mean, that's my point. Is like you you can start with Alien, 
and forget about Alien, Alien 3. Just there was wipe, Alien 3? There was. Um, wipe that from your, from your memory banks. I, I consider the Aliens Colonial Marines video game. <laughs> Alien 3. <laughs> to be yeah. canon. Exactly. Even though it's a horrible Get rid of the movie. movie. Just Even put the video game in there. Fantastic. Yeah. But it's just, it's the same thing. The the novelty wears off after a point, and you have to reintroduce it to a new audience, a new era. Alien came out in 1979. I saw that in the theater with my parents. I was seven years old. See, I saw Aliens before I saw Alien. Same that, here. That was same the, here. 1986. I was like nine. I saw Aliens before Alien. My dad was the one that told me it was a sequel. I'm like, it was? Yeah, you should check it out. And I watched Alien. I'm like... I'm like, this is, Aliens was awesome. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aliens scared the fuck out of me. Maybe the perfect one-two punch of movies ever. And that's the whole point is I was seven or eight years old watching Alien in the movie theater at Mystic in, in the village. I remember I that was place. under my fucking father's seat, scared to shit when they punched Ash's head off and all that white goo came out. Ooh. I was scared to shit. I'm scared of white goo, too. And that's why... <laughs> That's a you know the rule. That's a different reason, dude. If the beer's up here, you don't make a funny fucking comment. I thought that only applied to Loki. Well, now it applies to you. Fuck. And Loki's not here this week. Loki's it's not me. here. Yeah, right. So you, Lynch. You didn't do it. He did it. He did it. You're it's still, all his fault. You're still clean. I, I'm playing. <laughs> but that. But I'm that. Trying to play to your straight man. But that movie. Thank you. Is what made me love horror movies. Mm-hmm. Is that feeling of holy shit. But after a while, Halloween was one we got. Oh, Halloween's another. Per, every Halloween night, I play that movie. Fantastic. The original. Fantastic. Every every Halloween. But um, back to my point is that at some point, people are like, "Well, it's just the same old shit over and over again." Kind of happened with Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It happened with the Star franchise Trek. burned out. It happened with Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, happening with Star. Wars. It's. Happening. I think the Last Jedi was a really good movie. I didn't see it yet. I do. I like The Last Jedi. I think it tells a good... I'm not getting the the fuck out. (laughs) What don't you like about it? Oh, let's get this out of the way before we go. Oh, God. Dude, the plot, the the total inconsistencies, the the fact that certain shit didn't have to happen the way it is if they would just have told Poe what they were doing. Like, where do I begin? And Luke would... I'm sorry... Luke would not act that way. Well, and I will agree. Luke was very underutilized in the in the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> but at the end result, he went out like he wanted to. Right. I haven't seen the film, but I'm going to agree with you. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Right. Yeah. You're one of my best friends ever. I'm going to agree with you, if you, even if you say, your mother has a unicorn horn sticking out her ass. What's right. James, what's James talking about? Just, I don't know. Just Just two, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we could do a whole episode on the Last Jedi. I'll be like, we could do a whole episode and that on whole, Eddie that Murphy. Whole casino sequence just didn't have. To I will. I will agree that didn't did have not have to be there. Oh, did Ryan! Not. Ryan comes in with the same thing happened with the Friday the Thirteenth series. Oh, exactly. yeah, it did. It did. I will and I agree. I love those movies, as you know. Yeah, the first four were great movies. I even liked six as bad as you know it what, was. Though? I like give six. five another watch. Five grows on you. Is that the one with Tommy as the killer? Well, or? No, to- Tommy was never the killer. I don't know. I, I no. There was one where five, tuned, five wasn't Jason. I tuned a lot of them out. But oh six, yes, I five, five was the new um, beginning. Yeah, new beginning. Yeah, it turned out with somebody pretending to be Jason. Yes, I remember six because of the Alice Cooper soundtrack. My mistake. Sorry. Oh, I, six brought the series back to life. Yeah, yes. it did. I liked seven. 
Eight is horrible. Eight is terrible. And then all the New Line movies suck, in my opinion. I don't like the the new uh, Friday the 13th at all. Freddy vs. Jason was very disappointing. I didn't hate the remake, the reboot. I didn't hate it. I didn't either because it took the best of the first four yes. movies and kind of just kind of jumbled them together. Thing, but the only thing I didn't like about it, I don't know why I don't like this. This is a weird pet peeve, and you're going to laugh at me. I I don't like Jason wearing an open button shirt. <laughs> what the fuck? Like I, Paul know, Stanley. No, no. I know it doesn't make sense, but you watch the original movies. He doesn't wear an open button. No, it's shirt. just like ooh, he, yeah, he's that green like, all the way up work shirt, shirt button yep. all the way to the top. Okay, no, I get it. I get it. For some reason, when they started having him wear an open button shirt, he started yeah, looking, like this. He, he started. <laughs> I'm John Bon Jovi. Like, like I'm going to kill you. Like I'm wearing it right now. Yeah. He looked like this inbred hick type when they did that, and that's not what he was. I'll buy it. I'll buy so that for a dollar. You know what's weird? It, I don't know why it bothered <laughs> me. It bothers the fuck out of me. I don't know why. It bothered the fuck out of me in Jason X. It bothered the fuck out of me in Freddy vs. Jason. Well, Jason uh, X just wiped from the, the, the well, whole series. There's some things I liked about it, but... Well, Ryan comes back with the funniest one was Jason in space. Yeah, Jason, Jason X. X. Oh, was it Jason X? Yeah. yeah. There's one I the never saw. The best scene in the whole movie is where he, when he freezes that girl's yeah. face and smashes it. That Jason one. X is the most brutal. It is it, brutal. But it, well, it, it, it's dumb. But, uh, I, but I judge it. Digest. I, I am going to stop you guys because I want to say the most famous words in podcast history right now. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Almost. Is Ed. Or it's just a tip. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> All right, so here comes tonight's top ten list. And because we had the great Van Halen debate, I wanted to bring forth to you the top ten things only an idiot believes. Oh, Christ. Now, you could go a lot of ways with this. <laughs> I know. Um, my honorable mention is that anybody who believes that Dave is better than Sammy. Because Sammy <laughs> oh, Hagar. Oh, come on, man. Sammy Hagar. We just decided Sammy but Hagar still, was the there's undisputed always a counterpoint to our point, man. Like I said earlier on. In a post, you can debate us all you want, and we'll tell you all the ways you're wrong. Dude, there are still people who have mullets. They will always love David. I Bennett. get it. They got There's the, they hockey got the, here all the way. They got the ribbons and the sword. And, and we, you're wearing the Bruins hat. But I'm, telling you right on. Now, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you hat. What does that have to do with anything? The Bruins are still in the playoffs. I know. I'm gonna call, you said hockey here. I'm going to call for immediate removal, even before you say anything. Go ahead. If, if Chris Benoit is on that list. <laughs> Nowhere on the list. All right. I, I did this. And I didn't put Chris Benoit on the list just for you. I know. I see his name cross off. It's a good man. So you tried. No, you didn't. It's not on here. Number 10, Paul McCartney's dead. If you believe that, you're a fucking idiot. But I buried Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still out there making fucking music. Paul McCartney's not dead. Number 9, OJ didn't do it. He did. Let's fucking, you know, I read the book. (laughs) All right. Oh, Christ. I knew it. I'm one of those people I think his eldest son did it. I'm not. I, I can't disagree helpful. with that point. He was helpful, but he I, didn't do it. I can't disagree with that point, though. The glove I mean, would have fit him it, because Possibly. he's the right size for it. Exactly. Number eight: Tupac faked his own death. Bullshit. No, there are autopsy photos. 
It's Tupac's gone. There's I, crime oh, scene here fo- it comes. There's oh, crime scene photos. He's going to bring up the Machiavelli album. He's going to bring up. Go ahead, Ed. Just, well, just actually, actually, there's actually, humor me. There's uh, if you watch some videos, there's uh, I don't know if I believe it, but there's actually a very convincing case that those photos were faked. But you brought up Machiavelli. If he was doing what Machiavelli said, he would have come back in 2014. Now, also, you have to remember, but he could be living with his sister in Cuba. Who knows? I'm not even going to bring up anything. <laughs> I'm just going to shut up now. This is why we do the show now. You know, I love it. <laughs> the ru- No, I'm going to say it now. The rumor was that Tupac had enough stuff in the can to do 10 years worth of albums. Sort of Prince. Which exactly. Is, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> exactly. Now, if he's dead, eventually that lake runs dry, doesn't it? Eventually. Where are we at now? Have we heard any new Tupac music in not the last 10 shit. years? There was a new remix in... Um, a Jan- remix Jango. is not original. But it's still new. Is fired, it, all it, of you. Is get out. Wrong? Get out of my house. You're fired. You're fired. I'm moving on. Number seven. You're fired. Ranch dressing goes on everything. Fuck you. If you think... It does ranch, go on everything. It does not. Ranch dressing on fries is fucking phenomenal. Okay. Dude. What about, like, say, I don't know, ranch dressing on your steak? Horseshit. Come on. Fuck Try you. it. Live a little. Fuck you. You've Fuck you. You've stressing on steak? I've done it. Why not? I'm going to disprove. I'm going to prove everybody in this room wrong. Come on, man. I'm going to prove everybody in this room wrong <laughs> with number six. Jerking off makes you go blind. Can you still see? Well, I just did. Can you still see? I just did. Actually, I got an eye doctor appointment on the yeah. test. Doesn't matter. Are you blind? <laughs> not yet. Pretty close. If jerking off made you deaf, then I have a fucking argument to what that. What now? No, do you exactly. do that? <laughs> Number five, Kanye will be president in 2020 or ever. I Bullshit. Okay. Here, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I have to take the headphones off for this. Stop it. I knew it. Just stop. Why? Stop screaming. I'm all about Kanye. Fuck Kanye. I will work on that man's campaign. <sighs> Number four, Greedo shot Send first. Send a maniac to beat one. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Number four, Greedo shot first. It can't first. get worse, right? Exactly. You guys want to argue this one? Number four, Greedo shot first. He huh? did. Only an idiot believes Greedo shot first. Han shot. He made it happen. He admitted They it. retcon that shit. Horse shit. Horse shit. Horse shit. My only argument to that is they asked Harrison Ford and his answer was, who cares? Exactly. Number three. The truth has a beard. Which nobody believes. What? The truth has a beard. What the fuck is the truth? Do you not know? <laughs> Well, actually, he wasn't streaming tonight. Is he? No, I, I, I'm gonna text him. You okay? Yeah, maybe you want to. Let's see if we can get an answer. I'm like, dude, usually you try to like outdo our stream. Yeah, well, he fill can't. me in, dude, because he's a cunt. Whoa! Did whoa, I say that out whoa, loud? Whoa. Yes, I did. Number two, the Earth is flat in spots. Yeah, like outside, I have a nice flat piece of land out here. You do there, nice flat there's driveway. Some hills and mountains and all that bullshit. <clears throat> and number one, we need more gun control. Bullshit. Exactly. There's your top ten. Wait, 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 wait. Bullshit. Now, I want you to change the wording <laughs> and say it like you mean it. You're the first one other than me and Ed, because Ed got a horseshit recently. I want you to do well, it right. Well, dude, nobody nobody needs to. Hit the button. Horseshit. Thank you. That was awesome. You know what the proper You're answer welcome. is when somebody says nobody needs an AR-15? Is? How else am I going to shoot all those people? Bingo. <laughs> I'll buy it. 
all the way 1,000%. The point is, I hate those stupid arguments. Like, why do you need an AR-15? To shoot as many people as I possibly can before they can get to my front door. Why, do you, why do you need one? Well, it... You know, I have a t-shirt upstairs with a bucket of rocks. It says, assault rocks, I carry. It's a joke. Because they say, oh, if you just arm the teachers and the students with the rocks. Really? The old saying is, try throwing rocks at a man carrying a machine gun. Not going to happen. Guess who's going to lose? You. The people carrying all the rocks. All day long. All fucking day long. Well, I understand. The funny, the funny thing is, uh, machine guns haven't been used in the last few No, years. they haven't. Let's talk about this. It's been handguns. It's been... Handguns is the most commonly used. Mm-hmm. So, but don't, don't tell the anti-NRA cunts this. I'm, uh, that's the second time I've said gun. <laughs> now it's the third time. Bad word. Not if you're talking about... You know what's funny? I don't even, I don't even give a shit about the NRA. I don't care for the NRA. No. Like, I, it's irregardless. So... That's not a word. Here, here's a... <laughs> uh, I don't know if, if it's a how actually factual this is, but I read a thing online two days ago. England has more of a problem with knives I brought that up. On, I brought that up on my live feed yesterday. Than we have with handguns mm-hmm. or assault you know rifles. What, you know what else they have? Acid attacks. Yes. Yeah, more, more that's people, a huge in India. More people are getting acid India, Pakistan, this. Afghanistan. Um, uh, where else? Where else have I seen that recently? Um, huge. You know what's funny? That's always, that's always been like the biggest straw man argument that most pro-gun people make. is like, oh, what are you going to do? Ban knives? It's not a straw man anymore. They're actually doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like Chris said the other day in his, his personal post, it's not the... The weapon is the person behind the weapon. Amen. And I'm going to bring up something personal here, and I think it, it it'll drive home a, a little bit of a point. Let's hope so. So I spent from the time I got back from running errands this afternoon till I got here trying to find a psychologist to speak with. Just because I'm going through some personal shit in my life, mm-hmm. I called nine of them, and not one of them. This was at 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Not one of them were available to answer the phone. Of course not. You'd be lucky if they're taking new patients. I got told by one, oh, I'm not accepting new patients right now. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. Oh, don't you know there's that text text message gimmick where uh, find a fucking therapist? I see it on late night TV all the time. I see it too, but I mean... That's so not going to help because you could text anything you want. I'm wearing clown shoes. Oh, well, that is indicative of you know, horse shit. So then I go on to the next person on the list. Answering service. I look them up on the web. They're supposed to be there till 5 o'clock. This is at 4 o'clock. All right, so if you're advertised as being open till 5, have the office answer the fucking phone. Mm-hmm. What if this is a person who actually has a crisis? Granted, they say if you're having a Emotional or personal crisis, call nine one one. Call the hospital. Drive yourself to the hospital. Whatever. But this brings the point: there is a huge problem with the mental health care in this country, where we put them in a corner and paint them as defective. We've talked about that a lot, and it it drives me fucking crazy. No pun intended. I, I have a counter to that too, though. There, there's also a certain level of people that I, I hate to say it like this should be in a hospital that are, they're just given medication and sent out there. Let's just give pump them you full know. of fucking pills. Let's and, just medicate them and, and let and them wander the street. Exactly. Like, and so my point being is 
I'm walking down the street of New York. I have 500 bucks in my pocket, cash. Mm-hmm. I walk up to you. Hey, you got a handgun? Yep. You got ammo? Yep. How much for that handgun and ammo? Did I not just say that give me two, two hours ago? Give me, two, give me two bills. Bingo. Criminals do not you care can, about your laws. Exactly. You can, you can put as much control on weapons as you want. It's the person behind the usage of those weapons that is the destruction. As a whole, and I bring it, I hammer this point home all the time. As a whole, gun violence is actually down. It's <clears throat> lower than it's ever been in this country. It is, yeah. and since the, the majority being suicide, unfortunately, and since our Tragically. era, since our era of graduation, we both graduated in the nineties. Yep. Gun violence was huge. Compton, East LA, mm-hmm. New Chicago, York, York, Chicago, the, the, Los Angeles, Detroit is where it's pretty much localized. Yeah, Chicago is out of control. Or, Done. You know, um, and they have the strictest gun laws Maryland. in the country. Maryland recently it, in the last five years. I, I, to your I point, mean, you were having a discussion with somebody who said like. Uh, London has less violence than us. And I was like, no. No, they don't. The they violence have more violence. London just went past New York City. The and city. A, just the city. It's the a different truth, kind of violence. It's, the truth does have a beard. <laughs> so you know. I, don't, I now, have no idea who And I now you know. But, I mean, it's not the person. It's not the weapon. It's the person using the weapon. You could have, take a. I could take this fucking pen and poke Chris right in the throat. Right. Set now. it on my live video. I could, I'm sharing it as soon as we go. As soon as we go off, I'm going to show you the video. It was about 15 minutes long, and then I'm going to share it on the Logan Jabroni Show page. I said the same thing about this pen, which carries in my pocket every day. I said I could stab somebody in the in the throat right now with this pen. Is it time to ban I pens? I can take this fucking Batman bottle opener right here. and Which is pretty badass. It is very badass. Yeah. And slice your fucking throat. And it's, all right, do we do ban we, bottle openers now? Do we ban pens? Do we ban... How many kids are out there texting while they're driving? Do we ban Chevrolet? Basically, if somebody wants to hurt you, they're going to do it. Exactly. No matter what, whether you're mentally ill, whether you're sane, whether you're whatever your situation is, if you have the means and a way to get to a weapon or... You're going to find it. You're going to find it. And it's gun control is a fallacy. You can put as many regulations on it as you it's want. It's a band-aid on cancer. Exactly. And having suffered from cancer. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have. <laughs> myself. Tumor McFuckstick in the house. Tumor McFuckstick in the fucking house. Um, that, was your, that was yours, not mine. I know. Did I, you listen back? I did listen back. Thank and you. I laughed. You I laughed. I listened to that whole episode that night. I'm glad. That was a fantastic fucking um, I told mm-hmm. you, it wasn't a tumor. It was a face hugger. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> but you can, you can take a five-year-old kid and hand him a handgun, and he's going to kill five or six people. Why? Because he doesn't know how to use it. Because he doesn't understand. He doesn't respect it. He doesn't understand you know, the power my, he wields in his hand. You know, in my live video, and um, I'm bringing this back out now, you can see this iced tea and watermelon lemonade gimmick. And I put it up on my live video. I said, this, for the sake of argument, is my 9 millimeter. I'm going to set it right here. And I just I ta- leave it there. Loaded. I, I talked throughout the video, and, I, and about 10 minutes later, I said, has this killed me yet? No. You know why? Because there was nobody behind it. You can leave a shotgun on your porch. The mailman comes. The mailman goes. The kids come. The kids go. Whoever. As long as nobody's operating it, it's not going to kill anybody. And if you have somebody responsible behind the trigger or behind the sight or behind anything, 
it's not going to kill anybody. It's all about respect of the weapon or the tool or the instrument that you're handling. It, it, if you teach a ch- child respect for for that thing, they're going to treat it with that respect. Absolutely. And at some point, some kid is going to have their cell phone in the bathtub, dicking around on YouTube or playing Minecraft or wherever. It's going to drop in the bathtub. It's going to cause fucking electrocution. And then we're going to ban cell phones? Oh, my God, would the country go nuts? Well, and it goes to your point, you guys, your guys' point last week with the whole Ryan Fish thing. I mean, it's the snowflake mentality of Ryan Fish is someone we know personally, by the way. And I get that. I mean, but teach kids to respect what an educator says. Mm -hmm. And now now they've uh, dismissed, I can't remember, for the... Life of me, I can't remember his name. They dismissed the um, administrators. Administrator. We talked about that too. There's yeah, three of them. last yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, they, well, they re- after that they dismissed the. He's a coach. He's been very well respected in, in the Montville community because he asked a kid to stop taking his backpack through the halls. There's a no backpack rule in Montville schools. Okay. Keep your backpack in your locker. Why? I don't know why. Okay. Fair. Because somewhere. 50 million miles away, someone had oh, a gun. Or, fuck. Well, but. You there was what? not a time I didn't go anywhere without my backpack. The rules are what the rules are. I get it. The first four times. Are we wussifying our country or are we making we, it better? Well, no. look, at, look at David Hogg. He was like freaking out because they're making him wear a Fuck David Hogg. Jesus Christ. Why do you got to do this? Because I like the. Drum. Fuck. For every episode I've been on, we've always talked about the wussification of America. Yes. And this is part of the wussification. I get it. But the rules are what the rules are. If the establishment says, I don't want you to bring your backpack through the hallway. Then that's, classes, a, that's what that's you do. What you need, that's what you do. I get it. Follow the rules. So the fifth time Ugh. that this administrator or this uh, teacher within Montville school system said, Correct. hey, man, what did I tell you the first four times? Oh, I, Jesus, it took five times? Do I have to be – and I, I'm not quoting it verbatim, mm-hmm. but I'm quoting from memory. What, do I have to smack you on the head to tell you to leave your backpack oh, in your locker? Oh, dear God in heaven. And this is a guy who's been with the school system 20 years plus, very well respected. He's a coach. I'm he's a mentor. Shit. Go ahead. Continue. Dude, dude, I had a teacher in my high school – that if you fell asleep during science class, he had, a, he had his college class ring that he would turn around and smack you in the back of the head. I want anybody who's listening who went to Norwich Public Schools. Ask Lee Miller. Ask Lee Miller about Mr. Lima. I will. If he's still watching. Lee, if, if you're still there, ask. remember Mr. Lima. Anybody who went to Norwich Public Schools will shudder. At the same time that I went, will shudder when I say the name Shirley Goldberg. Now, if you don't know who Shirley Goldberg is, it's not the wrestler. It's not the big bald <laughs> motherfucker who spears people and kicks your ass in a play fight on WWE TV. Shirley Goldberg was a mean old woman. And I had hurt myself and I had a neck brace and I was dicking around in the hallway. And you know what I got? I got the tail end of her cane that she walked around with in the back of my neck that was already injured. And she said, hey. Stop screwing around. And you know what I did? I went, okay. I'll stop screwing around now. I had a third grade teacher, uh, Samira Clough. I remember her till Jamira Kwai? No, Samira Clough. She okay. was from Syria. Okay. I'll remember her till the day I die. 
she was from Syria, and she had a very, very thick accent. So she was difficult to understand. Okay. So when she would give instruction in the class, some of us, would, we, we'd goof off and not listen and just kind of, you know, oh, whatever, Mrs. Clough. She had pointers, a closet full of pointers in this, like, stand-up Ikea cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She pull out a pointer and smack it on her desk till it turned into fucking toothpicks to get our attention. If you did that today, you'd be done. You'd be done. You you, you would not be an educator in this society. You're because killing our children. You're killing our children. You're killing our children single by single. One by one. God fucking forbid that we hold our children accountable for their actions, accountable for their Of course not, because they're perfect little fucking angels. For their education. Dickheads. Oh, little Johnny Rottencrotch isn't passing math class. Oh, so we'll just put him in a dumb class and well, push, here, him, push him through the system. Here's a, here's something that you... No you, Child Left Behind is a fucking bunch of bullshit. About four years I ago... Think I think public schools are bullshit. I shared the, a, whole, the I, whole concept of bullshit. I shared a comment... I have t- two sister-in-laws that are teachers, and I've heard horror stories from both of them. Of course. One of which is was in the Philly school system, had a knife pulled on her by a fucking 10-year-old, and she was wrong. Of course not. How is that possible? She's absolutely correct, but... And this was 10 years ago. More than 10 years that ago. That 10-year-old kid pull a knife on me? That kid's ass is dead. Exactly. This fucking kid was selling Game Boys in the back of the classroom that were stolen from the fucking neighborhood in Philly. All right, give him props for being an entrepreneur. All right, fair, entrepreneur. Fair, fair, entrepreneur. Fair, fair, entrepreneur. Fair, fair. fair, but come on, man. Look, this is bullshit. Our, our generation, Ed, you, myself... If you got a bad grade, your parent is holding that report card in front of you saying, Why? What the fuck what is the this? What the fuck's going on? Exactly. Nowadays, if a kid gets a failing grade, a the parent is in front of the teacher going, What the fuck is going on? Because, listen, I, I hate to break this to you. I got a devil's advocate for that when you Oh, mother. He always fuck does. son of a bitch. But I love that. You're, you're going to agree with me when I say it. No, I'm not. You will. You, you will. probably will. No, you will. <laughs> the cards are all being held by the children now. Well, if if, a, if they that, tell the kids in school, if your parents yell at you and you feel like you're being threatened, you come tell us, and then DCF at your door and all that. Well, that's the whole thing that started with Montreal High School with this newest teacher that got suspended. It goes that because, way before that because he had this conversation with this kid that he's known for years in front of a classroom with the door open, and one one or two kids felt uncomfortable with the way he spoke to him. Uh-huh. Actually, I think the reason that teacher got suspended was because of the fucking Fight Club. But no, 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 no. This is totally oh, the se- other teacher. This is after the whole Ryan Fish thing. Okay. This is totally separate from that. This is another teacher who's been there for over twenty years plus. Okay, he's a coach. He's a teacher. He's warned this kid several times not to have his backpack in the hallway. Oh, the backpack kid. Okay, yes. Why are we catering to? A fifteen-year-old's feelings, and not listening to the educator. The facts don't stop where your feelings end or begin. That's the beginning and the end. That's what we need to teach children, and that's what I struggle with with my ten-year-old. It's what I struggle with with my stepdaughter. What needs to be and what is does not stop where your fucking fragile ass feelings begin. Sorry, not sorry. The world is going to kick your ass harder than I ever will. But it's my job to teach you that this is how it's going to be. But you get stopped. Oh, you're being too hard. First of all, fuck you for saying that. Well, there is a point where as a parent or as a step parent or as an educator, anybody, 
Did you get your ass whooped as a kid? Uh, Absolutely. I certainly did, but I don't whoop my kid and I don't whoop my stepkid. But at the same time, I'm going to be hard on them. But that's what needs to be done. The world is going to kick your ass harder than I ever will. And as much as I disagree, <laughs> and that's the word I'm going to use, and you're laughing. Because I'm laughing because I know we've where you're had going with conversations us. over the last 10 I years. I know. As much as I disagree with the way my father did things, I'm kind of thankful he did things the way he did. It prepared me for the world in front of me. What are we doing and now? I, Everybody wins. Hey, Lynch, you were the 41st. You win last. You Here's were the your 41st. Be- yeah, here you go. Take that home Here's with your trophy. You. You're the best. <laughs> You're not the best. You fucking suck. You're in the last place, but you still get a trophy. Boom. And That's all I got to say. And that's part of the problem, too, is that we – while I get it that we – I give a kid a trophy for last place – to show that he participated, I get that. I understand. It gives him a. Pro- you, you see where my finger is. I, right? I know where your finger. You, I know you're going to. But at certain points in in children's lives, you have to make them feel good about themselves. Sure, give them confidence. Give them confidence. Give them false confidence. Exactly. So, do I give a participation trophy or a pat on the back? A pat on the back. A pat on the back goes a lot to me. Certainly. Goes a lot further, and, and I certainly go, I, I would have rather. I go this professionally too. Well, that, yeah, as a as a boss, as a supervisor, as a person, I'd rather say, "Hey, he, good job today." Here's, yes, here's a huge because that goes too. further to me than a fucking piece of paper exactly. or a trophy. Or a trophy. Go ahead, Eddie. Beyond the participation trophy thing, I think another huge problem is is uh, I think and this I I put squarely on the parents on this one. Um, so Certain par- parents. Whatever. The majority. But I'm just parents. saying, most parents or adults in general are, have, for some reason, are afraid to sit a kid down and be like, hey, listen, Johnny, Timmy, Jason, you're just not good at this. Maybe you should try something else. Well, and I, I'll tell you. Because you can, here's the thing. Let's take baseball. You can practice and practice and practice. You're never going to be Derek probably Jeter. probably not good at it. Try soccer. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you from personal experience, as I played soccer as a kid and I coached a little bit after high school, I went through that in 1991, 1992. You're old. Fuck you. Yes. With parents, why aren't you playing my kid? You're still old. Because you didn't go through his drills with him at home. Well, I don't have time. They don't. They're well, not. Well, then you don't have your. I, I get which that. is why your I quit kid coaching, doesn't have time to get on the field. Which is why I quit coaching two years ago. I brought it on the show. You and I have. I heard that. I heard that. I'm done with parents telling me how good their kid is. But when I watch the performance on the field, your kid doesn't cut the mustard. It's not even sorry, perf- not sorry. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. It's not even well, the perf- performance on the when, field. When kids are. When, when it's attitude. Kids are being brought yeah. up, though. This is my problem. I've always had this kind of gripe with parents because there's a lot of shit I'm not good at. I'm never going to be good at. I'm not athletically inclined. Never going to be good at sports. Duh. You know? So me practicing baseball is a waste of my time. Could and you – but could you – could you be better if you practice? I'm sure I'm gonna be a little bit better, but I'm at never least a little bit better I, is better than not better. I, here's yeah, but here's the thing: if if the kid's gonna continue to have a miserable time and they're not gonna get that good at it, then they, move them along. They probably don't. Baseball's not your thing. Is what I'm saying. Then move them along. Well, exactly. there's a certain point where you say, "Is it, is the kid doing it for the kid, 
himself, the kid doing it for right, the parent. For the parent. How, right. How many parents are just like, well, you're just not trying hard enough. And then they get frustrated. Well, you you get out there and you better fucking win. Right. Oh, you know how many you parents know? I heard that? That's why I quit. Yeah. It, it's, it's not a matter of whether it, you're, it's, as a parent, whether you're athletically inclined. It's whether you give the effort to encourage the kid to practice himself. Exactly. And that, when I coached, we had a checklist every week. Mm-hmm. We'd hand him a checklist and say, I want you to do this, this, and this. And the, it would be signed off by a parent or. I got yelled at for the, making kids do The gym laps. teacher or somebody. For come, making, back with, come back to me with a list. If it's mm-hmm. not signed off, we're right. not playing. I got, I got harassed for making kids do laps. Laps. Remember, as we were, dude. Kids? That's all we. D- I did in fucking soccer practice was either suicides or fucking laps. Part of the, the end of the day, my name is endurance. Part yeah. of my <laughs> thing as a coach was if you don't listen to what I say, you do a lap. If you didn't do the drill, as I put it out there, you do a lap. They went to the president of the league, and I had a meeting with him. Ange can tell you this. I remember She's, all this. Oh yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember this too. And they were like, "Well, you're making the kids do laps." Yes, I am. Because if they don't listen to their coaches, yes, there has to be a penalty. Well, we can't have that. We're trying to build. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm out. Done. It's that simple. But there's a point where you're just like, you put your hands up and you say, look, I'm trying to do, do my best to I'm teach I'm trying you. to help these kids win. Exactly. Right. Not even that. It's just trying to build self-esteem in these kids. You don't have to be the and champion. And that's a big problem nowadays is you, self-esteem in children. Amazing point by you. You don't have to be the champion. You don't have to win first place. But if you know, if you go out there and you know how to win with dignity and lose I, with humility, and lose with grace and humility. This, this exactly, sound, this that's the way strange, it is. But I actually don't believe in self-esteem. I don't. Says the guy with more self-esteem than anybody I've ever <laughs> fucking met in my life. But go ahead, ego. But no, same, I actually, same. I, well, it goes hand in hand. Same, I think it same. goes hand in hand. Exactly. I, I don't believe in teaching self-esteem. I actually believe in teaching winning. Um, I agree. I, I don't. Hot shit. Eddie and I agree on something. I, you can wow. fill in the fuck. You, you, you can make somebody feel great about losing. It's not going to get them anywhere. True. But, you know, here's the thing. It's the effort they put into it. Exactly. Mark, Mark Cuban has an expression, work every day like there's someone else out there trying to take it all from you. Yes. Are kids today doing that? No. 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 They want to hand it to them. waiting for exactly 1,000%. Self-esteem eventually. With self-esteem, someone's going to be like, well, this is good enough. No, it's not. Right, you have to work it's more, ne- it's better, harder, faster. Enough. I'm not saying like, hey, you're a bunch of little maggots, get out. No, I'm not saying that. But the whole it, self-esteem to me is too closely related to what George Carlin used to say. Congratulations, kids. You all won last. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Great you line. Know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, hit the button. Go ahead. Self-esteem oh, is horseshit. I love it. <laughs> no, it, it really is. Self-esteem is horseshit. You can... You can make somebody feel great about their failure. But if they suck, they suck. Right. But as long as they understand why they suck exactly. and what got them to the point, that's all part of self-esteem. There's an expression I, I recently heard, and I fucking love it. It's losers will only list the reason why they lost. Mm-hmm. So so that's... Winners will come out and tell you, this is what I have to work on to get better. Well, and it, this is why I won. Exactly. Too. Right. So, I, like I said, I worked I, hard. I trained. I did this. I did that. I did this. There's countless psychological studies on self-esteem. And I think they're all bullshit. I, th- I here's the thing. I think sociology is bullshit. I, you know, 
it's kind of funny. That was one of my majors in college. Mine too. But I agree with him. I do it, too. I, just, I do too to a certain point. You know, Although I never went to quick, college, just so you guys know. And he was quick, never in the army. I was never in the army either. We can't because uh, I got to wrap this up soon. But yes, um, on the teacher thing um, that I was saying before, and and uh, when I went to the Libertarian Convention in Connecticut, which fantastic, um, I watched uh, that video. Daniel Fishman, who is running for auditor. Ryan Fish. Daniel Fishman. Okay, never mind. Who is running for Clean auditor? Ears, bud. Who is running for auditor of Massachusetts? Given gave an incredible speech, and he said something about teachers that I never really thought about or never really considered. So to counter what you're saying, yes, it is the teacher's fault. Um, I'm just going to ask <laughs> both of you one question: Have you have either of you had a job that you got sick of after a few years? Absolutely, of course. Okay, why are teachers any different? It's not because there's a compl- a level of complacency in any job, anything you do in life. With teachers more specifically because of pensions. So a teacher will Is teach- it pension or know, is no, it is I, it the I, I, attitude of the no, children that let Eddie finish because I know exactly no, where no, 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 no. I know exactly where he's going with this. So someone, it's called tenure. Someone right someone don't make me teaches, don't make me leave to pee. I, I I'm into this. Someone <laughs> teaches <laughs> someone teaches for say you. seven, seven, ten years or whatever, they're sick of it. They won't go anywhere else because they're getting a pension. They just have to stick it out a few They'll more years. They'll stick it out to get the tenure. Stick it out a few more years, ruin some more kids. No, They can't fire them. They can't get – unless they molest a kid, they can't fire them. They can't get rid of them. Nobody can walk up to do a teacher and be like, you know what? You're sick of the job. You're ruining these kids. Get the fuck out. And it, you I will it. absolutely stand behind your statement because – You can't do it. I'll buy it. And that is a problem with the public school system. So when you when parents walk up and say, "What is this?" Yeah, the teacher doesn't fucking care anymore. Well, when the kid doesn't care either, it when makes it, it even worse. School to be a teacher. This is so hard. Well, here's the thing: you you had those exceptional teachers where if you failed, they actually. Sent I you still talk to like, one of them. Right. Thirty five fucking years later, I have lunch with him twice a year. There are people that are born to be educators, and there are some people who think they want to be educators until they find out it's actually work. Fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck. So I can't. I, I do, can't right now. I do agree. There are some kids that are just little fucking piss ant, whatevers, and their parents suck. But I'm sorry, the teachers fucking suck. That's why when they start asking for more money, I say fuck you. We throw more money at the education system every fucking year, and we're still 14th in the world on literacy, like 12th on math. So don't give me the shit that you need more All money. Right. All right, it's time to it's time to do some plugs before we get out of here. Before I thank Chris Lynch, Strikers McLynch, no matter what you call him, he's an amazing guy. CJ Speedway Review will be back Poop. Thursday night. Poop. Poop, right here. CJ Speedway Review will be back Thursday night unless Corey changes the rules again. Um, we're going to be going over the Talladega race, and we're going to be covering what you might see at Dover, one of my favorite tracks. I've been there a dozen times. It's a fantastic track. Ben Dover? Um, no, just regular Just Dover. once. Ben Dover is in Groton, isn't it? Ben Dover High School? Or it it's is. in New London. No, Benny, 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 Benny Dover Benny High School. Benny Dover, yes. Benny Dover Junior High School. <laughs> right, in New it's London. in New London. It's on so, Montauk. New London, Connecticut. So, For all you pedophiles out there. We're going to go over Joey Logano, Connecticut's own. Joey Logano, who I don't like, but he ran a fantastic race and he won the race. We're going to go to Spencer Gallagher, who, much like we talked about on CNJ Speed Review, there's only one lap you have to lead. It's the last one. Fantastic last lap pass, and Spencer Gallagher wins the Xfinity race. The return of the trucks. 
this coming weekend. We're going to talk about all three series, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things, especially pit road penalties and the air gun problem that continues to be a problem in NASCAR. You'll hear all of that on the CNJ Speed Review. Do you have anything, Chris, that you want to plug right now? Actually, I do. Um, as I know. Well, too bad we don't have time. No, 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 fuck you. No. <laughs> fuck you. Bullshit. All right, I'll buy it. Hit the button. <laughs> plug. So, um, my one plug this week is, um, as Chris knows, I don't know if anybody knows, I work with a canine rescue. I've worked with them since after my surgery. This is the dog whisperer right and here. I am, the, I am the dog whisperer. I like um, how he uses the button. That's fantastic. He's broke as fuck, by the way. Oh, the dog whisperer? Him? No, the no, real one. No, oh, Cesar Milan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's filing for bankruptcy, isn't he? Yeah, his wife took him to the cleaners. Gotta piss myself. Well, when you put your dick in somebody else's pussy, that usually is usually what happens. Bill Cosby, what? (laughs) Exactly. When you're around all the dogs. Continuing on. So anyway, to get G-rated here, um, as some of of you may know, I work with a uh, dog rescue. It's an East Coast canine rescue out of Pomfret, Connecticut. My wife and I have personally uh, fostered over, I want to say, 90 dogs in the last almost two years. Fantastic. I love the pictures. And yeah, as you, if you, if you follow me on Facebook or my wife on Facebook or see stuff I share, um, it's a great organization. Um, it kind of changed my life after my surgery. Uh, the reason I started it was, um, October 31st of 2016, I had my brain surgery. November 5th, I adopted a dog. It was my first week out of the house, my second trip out of the house. My first trip was to vote. <laughs> my second was to buy, just to get out of the did house. Did you vote Trump? I did. Get the I, fuck out of my house. I, I, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Lesser two evils. <laughs> I get it. Um, Gary Johnson would have been better. Go ahead. <laughs> Jim Lalmere for president. 2020. 2020. <laughs> Who's his running mate, by the way? Brisson? Uh, Pistol. Fuck that. <laughs> I hope he so, sees this. Fuck that. So anyway, um, my wife said, do you want to go somewhere? We went to uh, Woodstock and adopted a dog. And we became very friendly with the president of the organization. And almost two years on, it's been a big family. Um, the Raising a puppy helped me with my rehab, gave me a purpose, gave me something to do, gave me something to move around and – Give me reason to just get out of bed every day for four months. Um, but East Coast Canine, you can find them on eastcoastcanine.org or on Facebook, East Coast Canine Rescue. Um, they're a great or- organization. We hold, we hold um, rescue events every every couple of weeks. I think the next one sometime in May, I want to say mid-May. Uh, we just held one at Alvarium Brewery. I'm going to have to give them, give them a plug. They were awesome. Good beer. Bring some beer next time. I will. Um, that's about the only plug I have. All I got to say for my plug is uh, I already mentioned CJ Speed Review Thursday night. Uh, don't forget the fundraiser at the top of the Logan Jabroni Show page. Chad Hatfield and Team World Vision bringing clean water to countries that don't have access to clean water. He's also going to run. 
the New York City Marathon in November. We're going to talk about this every single week until the marathon, until you guys open up your hearts and your wallets and donate something to Chad. Um, thank you so much, Chris. No, for thanks for having here. me, man. This was this was a great opportunity. I, I I've been itching to come back on the podcast. I want to be a guest more often. It, you could be right here in the middle. Before you know it, there's a microphone right over there. I don't want to be in the middle. You have to be in the middle. I'll work out something. You're you're the cream in the Oreo, bro. That's it. That's that's what it is. I'm the Lynch Oreo. I'm the the Lynch sandwich. You're the Lynch sandwich. I don't know if you. I don't know if he wants to be in the middle of Loki's on a whiskey binge. I don't. I've seen it. It's ugly. We'll get him some rum. <laughs> we'll, we'll calm him down. I got deadhead I'll rum. I'll just give right him water. Especially if you, if you bring in some crown apple and you're both on a whiskey binge. Oh, oh, fuck. Jesus pistol. That's, that's a whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. Guys, thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate you. Next week, 1085 Buddington Road. We are live at In the Mood. Groton, Connecticut. Eddie's going to have a purple dildo wrapped around About his About this big. You have no idea what's <laughs> Why happening. Why so small? One <laughs> week from now, we're going to have videos. We're going to have posts. We want everybody within the sound of our voice in the Connecticut area to join us at In the Mood. Get your trench coats and your fake mustaches and come join us. And That's your it. pedo vans. You got it. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. Good night. Loki Thanks, guys. Next week. <laughs>